This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, June 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A police chase involving a U-Haul truck that ended in a crash in Philadelphia Sunday afternoon was connected with a fatal shooting investigation. The shooting took place around noon on the 1500 block of 68th Avenue in the city's West Oak Lane section. Police say a 26-year-old man was shot in the head. Medics pronounced him dead at the scene. Neighbors who were inside at the time of the shooting said they initially thought that the Loud bangs were from the movie they were watching. One neighbor said she frequently saw the 26-year-old man walking in the neighborhood. Shortly after the shooting, police began pursuing a U-Haul following reports that it was involved in a shooting. Police say the U-Haul driver crashed into a tree near the intersection of Wayne Avenue and Asbury Street in the city's Germantown section. Police say two males were taken into custody. No further information on the U-Haul truck's connection with the investigation has been released, but anyone with information is being asked to call police at 215-686-TIPS. A Wilmington, Delaware man died while taking part in the Escape the Cape Triathlon and open water race off Cape May County, New Jersey. According to Delmo Sports, the organizers of the event, lifeguards noticed the man was in distress near the finish open water classic swimming portion of the event at 830 in the morning on Sunday. The man was pulled from the water to the beach in Lower Township near David Douglas Senior Memorial Park where EMS personnel administered CPR. He was taken uh, by ambulance to Cape Regional Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. Uh, Casey participated in that yeah. very event over yeah. the weekend and uh, did pretty well. That must uh, kind of... I mean, it shook you, you know, give it a bit of a shock, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have taken part in a few different uh, triathlons, sprint triathlons, and in particular, like, ones that where people have, have passed away. It it happens. And I, I... But, you know, in this particular one, I didn't see anything that would indicate that anything tough was going on. There any issues right. were going on, and this is right no. at the beginning for him, was it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A, it's at 8.30. Yeah. What time did um, it start? So it started uh, 7.30 technically, but there was a mile, you know, so they had like the Olympics uh, distance and then the sprint distance. Right. Okay. So the Olympic Olympic distance started at like 7.30, and then they moved the ferry. And that's the cool thing about this thing is you jump off the Cape May Ferry into the bay. And, and so uh, we all started at around 8.30 doing the sprint. So if that was the case, uh, I guess this gentleman was um, part of the sprint triathlon. but. Oh, that's just, That's I mean, you're, you're there for this really celebratory event, yeah. this, oh, this, man. this achievement you're going through. And you're assumed to be in shape. And you probably have right. some people that are watching. Right, right, yeah. Oh, it's right. Just yeah. terrible, it's well, And so, um, you know, and I didn't hang out too long afterwards, so I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't hear anything. No. I didn't hear anything yeah, until... So you, can't keep, you can't keep track of everything that's going on. You're participating right. yourself. That's kind of good, yeah. though, or at least that you didn't hear during it either. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. people yes. taking part, like, that's just so sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm heartbroken. Stephen Del Monte, CEO of Delmo Sports, said in a statement, Delmo Sports and U.S. Triathlon lost a member of its beloved community, and we extend our heartfelt condolences to his family and friends. The company said proper safety precautions were followed as the health and safety of athletes are both Delmo Sports and U.S. Triathlon's foremost priority. I uh, I've done a few of these in a few different places, and I got to say this thing is put together so well. The logistics to put something together of this magnitude with this many people, like you you know, there, there was no stone left unturned. And yes, like just walking onto the ferry, you're like, this is 
an amazing, fun event, you know. So I, I can't say enough about Delmo Sports for you know the the event that they put together because it is stuff really... like this will happen though. You can't, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's pushing yeah. yourself physically. It's going to happen. It, yeah. it, it unfortunately happens from time to time. Officials said the man was in his seventies. He has not yet been identified at this time. A medical examiner will determine the cause of death. An eyewitness captured shocking video of some subway surfers in Brooklyn on Friday. At least eight people were seen sprinting and skipping along the length of the subway car as more cautious riders sat on the roof of the train. The video showed the people standing on top of the J train as it crossed the Williamsburg Bridge. An NYPD spokesperson said police are aware of the video and are looking into the incident. It comes after a man was killed after allegedly subway surfing atop a train in Brooklyn in 2021. Did you say they were skipping on top of the train? Running along the top of the train. However, in their defense, they purchased penthouse tickets for the trip. Oh, yeah, I got you. To the roof. But to to actually so joyous that you're skipping on top of a they subway. Kinda, they referred to them as cocky, like that's right. what, you know what I mean. Like they yeah. had, there was no fear, and they you know knew what they were doing, and they didn't care. And so mm. yeah. Sometimes I've been cocky in my life. That never occurred to me to do that though. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, in that in the incident in 2021, a 32 year old man fell from the J train near the Williamsburg Bridge. I saw a video over the weekend of this guy. It looked like he was in a subway station who ran down. You you saw from across the tracks, and this dude just like hopped over the the span of the tracks, and then like did some sort of flip, and then like hopped over the other span of the tracks. Was it Spider Man? Well, he was dressed like Spider Man. <laughs> was he? Mm-hmm. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Jesus <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. Yesterday afternoon at the ballpark, the Phillies lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks 13-1. to Oh, yeah. Christian Walker had three hits and three RBI. Jake McCarthy homered, and the Diamondbacks ended the Phillies' nine-game winning streak and gave interim manager Rob Thompson the first his first loss since replacing Joe Girardi. It was also the team's first loss since May 31st. Thompson's eight wins to start his managing tenure match, the most ever for a Phillies skipper, and is second overall to Boston's Joe Morgan, who won 12 straight in 1988. The Phillies are at home again tonight and will host the Miami Marlins. Aaron Nola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. The NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics are now tied at two games apiece and Game 5 is tonight in California. Tip-off is scheduled for 9 o'clock. And after beating the New York Rangers in Game 6 on Saturday night, the Tampa Bay Lightning are heading uh, to their third straight Stanley Cup Finals. The two-time defending champs, the Lightning, will head to Denver to take on the winners of the Western Conference. That's the Colorado Avalanche. Game 1 is on Wednesday night and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. Monday morning, welcome to it, friends. We are happy you're here once again. We have some new stuff to give away. Let's dive right into that because our Word of the Week prize is dinner for 10 at Nebraza Brazilian <laughs> Steakhouse. You can gorge yourself. I love dinner for 10. I love it. It's amazing. Too. And especially where yeah. you can eat just as much as you want yeah. to. And so we will give that away at the end of the week. You'll need to collect the letters and we do that at the end of the program and I think you know how that thing works. If not, welcome. It's easy and we want you to get on board for that. Um, we also have this morning a uh, guest. Oh, we will be talking about the I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drives coming up on the 24th. Uh, so our friend uh, Guy Triano, who is the Regional Chief Executive Officer of the American Red Cross, is going to stop by this morning get some of the details on that just to goose it a tad bit and make sure that you get signed up and come 
and join us for that event on the 24th. Two locations, Oaks and uh, the Live Casino uh, Resort uh, that uh, in, uh, right in the heart of the sports complex. I was right by there yesterday. And uh, so we're going to fill those places up, and we are doing a live broadcast from the Expo Center at Oaks. First time ever. First time ever. It's on a Friday, and we will be doing the show live for that event. So that's coming up. Uh, we also have an announcement about an event, and uh, we're going to get to those details later on this morning. It's a it's a live event. This should be pretty cool. And uh, as we get closer to 10 a.m., we'll reveal those details. I'll get you a better idea of exactly when we will be doing that as we get a tad bit closer. We're on the cusp of another event, the sorority parties on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. At a Parks Casino, and uh, we're going to have a little square dance get-together. <laughs> so I know that we have some giveaways. Kay, should I do a couple right now? Um, or do you want me to give something else? Because there's something that's happening tonight. Look out, man. Look at that. They're coming at you. You see that? It's All called right. karate, man. I don't know what two kinds of people know. The Chinese and the king. All right. One of them is me. So we're not going to do the sorority party giveaway now. We'll do that later on. We have tickets to see Elvis, man. Yeah. Tonight, we got a screening, 7 o'clock at the Philadelphia Film Center. And we can take, uh, we'll call ours 10, 11, and 12, and 13 right now. 215-263-WMMR. Austin Butler is Elvis. Tom Hanks is Colonel Tom Parker. It's in theaters on June 24th, rated PG-13. So let's take those callers now. 215-263-WMMR. We will give you those movie passes. So that is indeed tonight. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got details uh, on uh, the Beebs. Yes. In the entertainment news. Something uh, going on there. The medical thing happening with him and uh, the Rebel Wilson outing. There's some details on that. I got a bunch of other things as well as a stupid question. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we have the, for the Word of the Week prize, the uh, Dinner for Ten at Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse for the stupid question this week. $150 Fogo to Show gift card. Oh, oh my God. So oh we're just all God. about the Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah. We just want you to eat as much as possible. Please <laughs> do. Get get big. All right. So we're going to give away the $150 gift card to Fogo to Show. If you can answer this question correctly, what was the first U.S. state to pass a law requiring mandatory seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What was the first U.S. state to pass a law requiring mandatory seatbelts? Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Got a long list of birthdays today, some big ones. Uh, today is Monday, June 13th, and Tim Allen is 69 years old today. Uh, so he celebrates a, a big one right on the cusp of turning 70 years old today. It was funny. I was uh, There was an interview. I saw a clip of Chris Evans. I think he was on Kimmel, maybe, talking about he's in, you know, he's in the Buzz Lightyear movie. Mm-hmm. And, and he said he could not break himself of doing the Tim Allen voice uh-huh. because sure. it's so iconic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Buzz Lightyear uh, voice, yeah. that delivery is iconic. It's yeah. perfect. And speaking of Chris Evans, it's his oh birthday, too. Oh, no. 
Captain America turns 41 years old today. I got a little thing about him uh, coming up in the entertainment news uh, as well. He's played two characters in the Marvel realm. Um, in the Fantastic yeah. Four. Oh, my God, I forgot about right. that. And you, yes. thought, you thought, okay, okay, they're never going to use him. For, though he was perfect, obviously, for Captain America. I'm so glad they went with that. Oh, my God, yes. I can't think of anybody else that would have pulled that off no. better than him. No. It's, he's just so right in the zone on that. And I've... And I have forgotten about the Fantastic Four. You walked it out. I did. They just weren't that good. I <laughs> no, mean, they were not. I don't hate them, no. but I was just like, eh, it could have been better, you know? Uh, but Chris Evans, and, and he's great in other films outside of the Marvel Universe as well, and Knives Out, he's great. There's yeah. a movie I love called um, uh, uh, Gifted. Uh, Iceman. Fantastic in. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer's great, but where he plays the the sort of scummy... Oh, my God. Yeah, the hitman. The hitman. That's right. Uh, He is uh, 41 years old today. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, speaking of playing some terrifying characters, A Clockwork Orange. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Love A Clockwork Orange. He's an intense character. He's in a fun movie, uh, Time After Time, where he plays uh, H.G. Wells, going back in time to catch uh, Jack the Ripper. He's supposed to be a pretty funny guy, too. He's like got a really good sense yeah, of humor yeah. from what I've heard. Uh, so he is uh, 79 years old today. It's Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen's birthday today. Yep. The twins are 36 years old today. <laughs> well, like, one, one thing I can't get enough of is the slowed down version of their pizza song oh, video. Who wants a pizza? <laughs> it's a pizza party. <laughs> it was like an early spoof YouTube video. It, from, I, it came out ages ago. Right. But it, was, it sounded like they're drunk. Or, it's their and mommy. They're, they're little kids. Yeah. Uh, and it's from one of their videos, one which, of their Olsen twin videos. And they built an empire they off did. of those videos. Yeah, and then led to, you know, uh, apparel and yeah. all that stuff, and they just have made so and much money. Yeah. How old are they, did you say? 36. Because they're now. they're pretty uh, plastic surgeryed up are know, they? at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bo- and both of them uh, to still look the same. Having a Botox party. <laughs> <laughs> Is this it? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, guys, we've cleaned out the refrigerator. I think we're just about ready to build the perfect pizza. Pizza! P-I-C-C-A. Oh my God! Okay, well they're uh, they're thirty six today. Um, Sally Sheedy's birthday. We were supposed to have her on a few weeks ago, and that interview fell through. Yeah, it pissed uh, me off. I was bummed out. Yeah, because um, uh, while I wanted to talk about you know her current projects, but I mean yeah, I had to geek out with the breakfast club. I love her. I was so looking forward to talking to her, and, and I, I eventually called up that contract killer that I hired. Oh well, at least you saw <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uh, it's to be that sensible. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 60th birthday. Definitely a an early crush of mine back from the Brad Pack days. Uh, Ske- Stellan Skarsgård, yes, has his birthday today. He is uh, 71 years old today. Yeah, he's in the uh, the Guardian or no, I'm sorry, the Thor storylines. Uh, and he is also uh, talking about in that kind of realm of of sci-fi and, and fantasy and all that in Dune. He plays uh, Vladimir Harkonnen, yes. or Harkonnen, as you they can't call recognize him. This version, if you don't know it's him, yeah, it's hard. He is pretty chilling in that. And of course, he's great in uh, Goodwill Hunting and Pirates of the Caribbean. Great actor. Did I re- re- did I uh, tell you guys? And I just realized this. Um, 
in the beginning of Zoolander, one of the Scars guards, who's from True Blood, yeah. oh. is one of the male models. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Uh, they, Alexander They get into the gasoline fight. Yeah. And okay. I never put two and two together. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Stellan turns 71 years old today. Uh, Richard Thomas was on the show The Waltons. Yeah, John were, you were you a fan? I did. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. I mean, it was it was Sweet. one of the biggest shows in in America at that time. And the whole uh, at the end of every episode, for those who are, are too young to remember The Waltons, the entire family they would show a a static shot of the outside of the house, and the lights would be going off, and they would say be, they would be saying good night, John saying good night, having a pizza party <laughs> to all of the family members, and there were like eight of them in the oh, family. Yeah. It's like night, Sue Ellen, night, John Boy, night, blah, John blah, Boy, yeah, yeah, so perfect pizza. He just showed up in the last season of Ozark. Hey, by pizza way. party in John Boy's room. <laughs> He also had that little, uh, that, uh, mole. He had a mole. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, was kind of his, uh, it's his a mini Walton Mountain trademark. And, uh, so he showed up in Ozark, you said, right? Casey? Yeah. Wait, yeah what he's, was he? He's the, um, he's her father. Uh, he owns a pizza. Oh. <laughs> Laura Linney. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he was in previous, uh, seasons. He owns John Boy's Pizza Party. John Boy's Pizza. Yeah. Uh, he was? Yeah, he was in yeah, several but short, seasons. <laughs> like, just briefly, though. Not not as okay. extensive as he was this last season. And Nick was telling me he's actually going to be at the Kimmel Cultural Campus uh, very soon. In fact, this week, uh, he is Atticus Finch in Kid oh, Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, that's got to be awesome. It's next oh, it's month. next month? It's July. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So July, 20, uh, July 12th to the 24th. But Steve, I'm um, making some inroads on getting them in studio. Oh, that'd be sensational. Yeah, because cool. he's in town for two weeks. Uh, wow. We just played Weezer a little while ago. It is River's birthday today. Hey! Uh, River's Qualm. Turns 52 years old today. There's a band that keeps delivering, and as a large result of his work, because yeah. he's one, of, he's the main songwriter. Yep. And you know, I, I saw an interview with him not that long ago. With I think he was talking to uh, who's he was relaying a story about talking to Dave Grohl, right? And he said something along the lines to Dave, uh, like he's like. He goes, you don't write songs to, to try and have a number one hit and uh, kind of inferring that that's what he does. Rivers, right. like, like he very artfully crafts the music like I'm going for this particular type of feel on the sure. song and I'm trying to make this a big hit. So he works really, really hard on his music and his writing. You can see it. Yeah. And uh, he's great, man. He's a, he's a big rock fan in general as well, which and I it, dig. I think he and, he and uh, uh, Dave had that in common. In the middle of his ascent, he went back and got his degree from Harvard, right? Yeah. I believe you're yeah. right. Yeah. And he is... Um, so my favorite Weezer song is not a radio hit at all. It's Heart Songs. Yeah, it's a great it, song. It was never played on the radio. It was, you know, and I... I I'm sure there are a lot of other, like, you know, bands and, and songs out there that I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're, my favorite song is not, not a hit. Not yeah, a radio deeper hit. tracks. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Rivers is 52 today. It's also Steve-O's birthday today. Ah. Of Jackass. Steve Glover is his real name. Uh, we've had the chance to have him by here on several occasions. He's always a great guy to sit down and talk to. You know, he's been doing as of late. As he tours around the country, he brings a mobile podcast studio with him, and he brings in guests who have had issues with addiction. No kidding. So celebrities and a lot of people come in who might not be that uh, interested in talking to someone else about their the perils of everything they went through, but because Steve-O has gone through the exact same thing, they really open up. It's actually yeah. really good. Uh, so he turns 48 years old today. Uh, local gal Kat Dennings. Oh! Celebrates a birthday today. Yes, yeah, she is in the Thor <laughs> Love her. arc as well. I should have put that together with Stellan Skarsgård because uh, they work together uh, through those uh, some of those movies. You know she's great in? 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, she is great in that. 
And she was great in WandaVision. Yeah, she was in oh that my God, as well. I loved her, yeah. Uh, so she turns 36 years old today. We've had her in the studio before. She's really cool. It's kind of earlier on in her career. I remember she she said she listened to us when yeah. she was in the area. And we're like, really? what? Really? <laughs> Why would you listen to us? So happy 36th uh, to the very lovely Kat Dennings. And the last birthday I have to mention is actor Ethan Embry, ah. uh, who Marissa fell in love with in Empire Records of course, and That Thing You Do. He's the bass player in that. Uh, he's also great in, in Sweet Home Alabama as the gay friend yeah, yeah. who hadn't come out yet. No, I love that story arc with him. Uh, so he is he's great. And, and we've had a chance to talk to him during the, the pandemic, in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, the the Oneaters got back together, the Wonders, yeah. and we had all of them on at the same time. It was awesome. In a phone call that morning. It was really, really fun. So happy 44th to Ethan Emery. All right, let's see if we do indeed have an answer to this question. What was the first U.S. state to pass a law requiring mandatory seatbelts? And I'm going to go to John, see if we can get that answer. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Great, John. All right, give it to me. What state first required the law for uh, mandatory seatbelts? Is it uh, New York State? It is New York. <laughs> yes, sir. We got a great prize for you. Hang on. $150 Fogo Show gift card. And Fogo is a culinary experience and the best place to discover new favorites like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chop as part of their full Trosco experience. And you can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Did they mention the year they made that alone? Uh, no, I did not okay. see that in that particular. I'm, I'm curious about that too. Because it was it late seventies. I'm going to say 80s. in the seventies. It was it was sixty nine when they made it mandatory to drive with your car doors closed. Okay, yeah, all right. So there were it they took were, a little oh, while. It took a while. Yeah. I, was it though? Because I mean, I remember as a kid, like not being in a seatbelt. You know, what yeah. I mean? you know, what I mean? and I to the, like now to think that that was not a law and that that was okay. Like that's it crazy. Seems insane, but right? I'm, th- yeah. I'm thinking yeah. the seventies. Sometime in the seventies. I don't know. Man, I uh, over the weekend on Sunday. Yeah, well, yesterday a torrential rain downpour, and I I went through a, a big ass puddle on uh, the Schuylkill Expressway. And at some point, man, my seatbelt tightened down really yeah, hard. Yeah, it, yeah. it did that whole thing. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it made me go, okay, I'm I'm safe, I'm good. So yeah, the idea of riding without a seatbelt seems pretty ludicrous. I now. like to be locked into the seat. Hell yes, absolutely. All right, so at the box office this week, a number one Jurassic World Dominion reigns supreme with 143 million dollars in, followed by Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick, then he had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, followed by Bob's Burgers, The Bad Guys, Downton Abbey, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Firestarter. Number nine, Sonic the Hedgehog. And that was wrapped up at number 10 with Ante Sundaraniki. So those are the movies at the box office this weekend. I mentioned this earlier. In an unfortunate turn of events, it appears that Rebel Wilson didn't exactly come out on her own terms. Uh, While she happily introduced her girlfriend, Ramona Agruma, to the world on Thursday, it was later revealed that an Australian newspaper was planning on outing uh, the Hustle actress later in the week. On Saturday, journalist Andrew Hornery uh, wrote an op-ed in the City Morning Herald saying that he was planning on running a piece about the couple's relationship and gave Wilson two days to provide comment. He wrote, Wilson opted to gazump the story. Gazump? Uh, that's what he wrote, uh, posting about her new Disney princess. On Sunday, the Pitch Perfect star replied to a fan's comment on Twitter uh, about the situation. Uh, they had written, so apparently it wasn't Rebel Wilson's choice to come out. 
Uh, and uh, they admitted to giving her a heads-up two days in advance that they were going to out her. What's worse, openly gay men at the Sydney Morning Herald were involved in this, the fan wrote. And then she commented, thanks for your comments. It was a very hard situation, but trying to handle it with grace. That's so she that's kind of shame. forced her hand. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame that that happened to her, but I'm glad that she did come like yeah. and say it herself. I know that. who did that, yeah. and and just... Because now, there's never been a, a better time to do this, but it is your choice. Yes. It is yeah. your decision. Correct. Neil Patrick Harris jumped what? out. He got he got the word that they were going to, you know, and he got ahead re- of and it. he just said a boom. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. And then it just killed it. Yep, exactly. Uh, so I, I was uh, bummed out to see this this morning, just months after being charged for hit and run DUI from uh, December 2021. Anchorman actor David Keckner was arrested for another oh, DUI. No. Oh, this is not good. This time in Southern Ohio, yeah. Uh, the SNL alum was on tour when he was arrested just before 2 a.m. on the 4th. According to TMZ, a state trooper pulled the comedian over and allegedly smelled alcohol on his breath. Uh, he was at a The Office-themed trivia night earlier in the evening. Is he going... Is Did he... Just go through a divorce. Yes, there okay. was something going on with uh, something that has him in a bad place. All right, then that makes sense. Just stop driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is Uber, right? Let yeah. Ribble Wilson drive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can he can get a lift somewhere. You know, uh, Keckner was ticketed and is expected to appear in court next month. So he's he got he's got to get a handle. Remember, Keith Sutherland had a couple issues, oh, yeah. and you know what he did? He hired a driver. He did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Beebs, Justin Bieber revealed. Friday that he was diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which has resulted in partial facial paralysis. Yeah, did you see Sarah Parker was commenting on it because it's um she had Bell's palsy and I yeah. think she explained that this was It's similar to that. It's similar to that, but a little more serious. Uh and it's a little less common, but yes, exactly, Kathy. It's like Michael Hunt syndrome. After, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> after post <laughs> You had Mike Hunt <laughs> syndrome? Yeah. Wow. It's very while. smelly. After uh, <laughs> postponing three shows on his world tour earlier this week uh, to an ongoing health issue, the Grammy Award winner opened up about his diagnosis in a video on Instagram revealing the neurological disorder's physical effects. He said, hey, everyone, Justin here. Do we have audio of it? No. No, okay. He said, hey, everyone, Justin here. Uh, I wanted to update you guys on what's been going on. Obviously, as you can probably see from my face, I have this syndrome called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And it is from this virus that attacks a nerve in my ear, my facial nerves, and has caused my face to have paralysis. I thought this uh, was interesting that apparently the point of origin often is an infection in the ear that causes this. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, he had explained that he's unable to blink one of his eyes, move his nostril, or smile on one side of his face, adding in a follow-up on his Instagram uh, story that uh, it's gotten progressively harder to eat. Additionally, uh-huh. he asked for his um, 240 million Instagram followers to keep him in their prayers. He said, this is pretty serious, as you can see. And I wish this wasn't the case, but obviously my body is telling me that I've got to slow down. Yeah. And I hope you guys understand, and I'll be using this time to rest and relax and get back to 100% so that I can do what I was it's born, be a, born a, to do. A freak out, like with Sarah Parker and, and anybody who's had um, oh, yeah. Bell's, palsy. Bell's palsy. My mother had it years ago. You imagine you wake up and part of your face is a little Well, and I would I would first think I'm having a stroke. Right. You know, that would be now, His wife terrifying. did have a stroke. Remember Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber's wife yeah, yeah, uh, yeah had, a, um, had a, um, a mild stroke. Wow. I have a a friend who had Bell's palsy and, you know, a lot of times like Sarah, um, you know, it comes back. Hers didn't fully come back. So it's it's very slight and you you can't tell unless you know her, but it is slightly there. Rochelle's dead. Same thing. Oh, same. Yeah. I mean, like it. Yeah. I think it's finally gone away, but it took 
It might have taken years, Kathy. Like, like he always had this something about his mouth yeah. that just didn't quite move the way it used to after that. Uh, so you need to watch out for that. Ramsey Hunt syndrome is the second most common cause of uh, atraumatic uh, peripheral facial paralysis after Bell's palsy, but it is slightly more severe. Still, it only occurs in around five in 100,000 people. It's caused by a shingles virus reactivation in the face. Oh. Which makes people who had chickenpox or uh, varicella zoster virus as a child susceptible. I'm getting my shingle shot in a week or two. I got to get my booster. Yeah, I had mine uh, a while back, and I've got to get the booster, and I'm just getting that done just so I don't. Ever I, don't have I don't to want deal with that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Ramsey Hunt is caused by uh, times of high stress or immunosuppression as well as immunosuppressant drugs and other underlying conditions, and your body just can't fight off the infection. So um, there's, a, there's a treatment for it, and uh, he can bounce back from this, but uh, it's something he's just got to kind of settle down. For you know what they say while. you can do that can help prevent that is yeah. eat a homemade blueberry bread pudding. Oh, ooh, okay. My wife I brought in today if you guys want to help yourself. That's so good, just yeah. in case we have Ramsey. <laughs> right, in case we feel a lot of antioxidants in blueberries. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Paris Hilton... Had a tough decision to make recently on her This Is Paris podcast on Friday. Uh, the Simple Life star said that she had to choose between attending Britney Spears' wedding or DJing for a dinner hosted by President Biden. She chose Britney. She said, I was actually asked to DJ for the president and all of the other presidents around the world for the dinner, but this was more important to me. And what would they have her play at, at such a party? Yeah. Uh, she was uh, referring to a dinner welcoming uh, world leaders for the Ninth Summit of the Americas, hosted they, by Biden. I'm also shocked yeah. that they asked her. You like her? <laughs> yeah. Play more craft work. <laughs> I, but she actually, doesn't she really pull She's it actually off? really good. I, she does DJ. People who have, who have, who have events. events. We tried to uh, to uh, mock it, but the truth of the matter is, is that... Um, She's in demand for that. They should have called for Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah. There you go. Good to meet you, Mrs. President. (laughs) That's a show. I mean, Mr. President. (laughs) As for Britney's wedding uh, with Sam Ashgari, uh, Hilton said... Did you hear about what happened to Lincoln? She said, I'm not going to go into any details because it was the Princess Bride's night, and that's her story to tell. But all I can say... (laughs) Is that I'm so incredibly happy for her. She looks stunning, and it just made me so happy to see that she's found her fairy. Tale. Weren't they palling around when when they were in their really wild girl Who? stage? Brittany, Brittany and Paris and Lindsay Lohan. I and, feel like there, yeah, there was they were all connected yeah. at right. some point during that phase of life. Yeah, and they called great. Lindsay Lohan Firebush. I remember that yeah. was the uh, insult. <laughs> yes, very supportive of each other. Um, <laughs> so this is a touching story. John Cena made one young special needs Ukrainian refugee. Dream come true with a surprise encounter in Amsterdam, just as the teen's mother said that he would. So when Cena read that a Ukrainian refugee told her teen son, who's nonverbal with Down syndrome, uh, that they were feeling uh, they were fleeing the fallen city of Maripol in order to meet him, in order to meet right. John Cena in Amsterdam, uh, Cena didn't spare a second thought. Uh, to make the meeting a reality. So she just told this to her son to calm to him, him down yeah. and to have him understand. Uh, and it was just kind of like a little fib. Uh, well, Liana's son, Misha, uh, didn't understand why his family had to journey across Europe following the destruction of their home. So she invoked his role model to encourage him to complete the move. And on June 5th, 
Cena obliged to fulfill the promise. And we've got a clip. Is this their meeting or him talking? There are two clips. There's one where he talks about how strong they were to do what they did. And then there's a clip of them actually meeting that you can just kind of hear the squealing and happiness. Because he had said, when I read about Misha's story, it reached out to me, not just Misha's story, but the story of Misha's mom as well. And having three days off from work right when I read this story and being an hour away by air, it turned immediately into a we're going situation. So this clip from him. Misha, very nice to meet you. I've come a long way to see you. <laughs> very nice to meet you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've heard many things about you. Oh, my goodness. All right, and then here's him after meeting uh, them. Misha's ability to embrace persistence, that's extraordinary. I, I, those words never give up. Um, we've all thought about those in our lives. They're very powerful. I think Misha's a great example. Misha's mom, they're two great examples of how uh, persistence can lead to joy, even through the toughest of times. It was really cool, too, Preston, because he, he he grabbed the mom and a half Nelson and flipped it to her table. Oh, yeah. just well, to show he just wanted to move. show a move, yeah. yeah. I think I read this... Uh, <laughs> And uh, it might be inaccurate, so forgive me if it is, but I, I believe that John Cena has done more um, Make-A-Wish um, contributions than any celebrity in the history of Make-A-Wish. Really? Wow. Yeah, he, he's, and he does thousands of them, and he just does it under the radar. He doesn't do it for attention. This one, uh, they sent some WWE cameras along with him, so uh, they recorded it. But so much of what John Cena does, he just does it... Um, for for the good of doing it. Those are the things that are the ones that they there's no crew. Yeah. They just quietly go and do, you know, and yeah. that's uh, that's very impressive. But this this is uh, very touching. The kid uh, to use that as the method by which you're going to convince this kid to to leave and hopefully save your lives. Uh, and then Cena follows through is very nice. Yep. Uh, Nick, you're right. Professional wrestler, wrestler John Cena holds the title for the most wishes granted by a single individual at over 650 wishes. There you go. We know a few people who who have done some things and didn't want press for it, just yeah. wanted to do it uh, for the sake of doing it. I We're mean, writing a book with all their names listed. Uh, well, listen, no, 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 I don't have to go into specifics, yeah, yeah. but John Bon Jovi did a really cool thing one time per yeah. our request. Uh, Eminem did something yeah. really, really cool for yeah. a neighbor of mine and, uh, and didn't want any... You know, uh, any anybody to make a big fuss right, about it. Right. So uh, there are some people that do some pretty special things. Uh, Cena and Misha shared plenty of hugs. They ate cake. They played with building blocks. And uh, he also gave him his uh, branded merchandise and WWE belt to pose for a photo. And in a couple of heartwarming moments, uh, the pair recreated his iconic you can't see me catchphrase moves. So yeah, yeah. It's really, really special. Uh, Julianne Hoff and Brooks Leach. Is that? I forgot. Like. Like, like, I like a hockey player. Yes, exactly. I like Leish. Well, like they're it. done. Are they really? Yeah, they're divorced. Yeah. To be honest, it seems like they've been in the process of getting divorced for 140 years. It hasn't Something been that long. It's over! It's over! <laughs> hey, as the loan divorce attorneys, we get you split now! None of these lingering celebrity divorces that seem to go on and on. It's over! You're better than that! So this is over. No, this is over. Of everything that's not over, it ain't this. Because this is over. <laughs> this one's over. Is this Stallone, Stallone, and Stallone? Stallone, is Stallone, Stallone. Uh, Hello? Uh, you looking for Stallone? Not here. You looking for Stallone? Not here. You looking for Stallone? Speaking. That's right. It stinks. Uh, so the former couple finalized their divorce on Friday after a judgment was entered in the case. Uh, details of the divorce agreement were not immediately available. Uh, Hoff and Like were first announced, uh, had first announced their split in May of 2020. So that's why it seems like forever, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after socially distancing separately during the onset of the pandemic, 
Uh, at the time, uh, the former Dancing with the Stars pro and her hockey player ex-husband, uh, who were married for nearly three years, confirmed the news in a joint statement. Uh, they had said, we had lovingly, carefully taken the time we have needed to arrive in our decision to separate. Uh, we shared abundance ah, of yeah, love and respect for uh, one another and will continue to lead with our hearts from ah, that bullsh- place. <laughs> no one buys it. So they're done. They're, yeah. it's, it's finally over. It's over. They, can, they can move on. It's over. It's over. It's over. This is over. <laughs> will you? There are a lot of things that are not over. This ain't one of them. Because it's alone, it's alone, it's alone. We make it over. <laughs> make it over. <laughs> we make it over. <laughs> That's her tagline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, a couple of unfortunate stories. Um, I'm not familiar with this guy, but if you know anime and if you're in the world of uh, Pokemon and all that stuff, you would probably. Uh, today reports that a beloved voice actor, a guy named Billy Kometz, uh, passed away Thursday. He was only 35 years old, diagnosed with colon cancer in April, and uh, his GoFundMe page announced that they said anyone who has met Billy Kometz will tell you that he's one of the warmest, kindest, most sincere human beings on the earth. So he had played Aladdin in Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular. And he voiced characters on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Pokemon Journeys, and Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion. Evangelion. Okay, yes. Um, and he is uh, he won Best English Voice Acting Performance at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards for his work in the Rising of Shield Hero. My son Parker would probably know who he is. You know he's how in anime elaborate this world is. Oh yeah, with the anime and and, yeah. and ma- uh, manga and all that stuff. It's it's. Um, like I know it on a on a basic level, yeah. but the people who are you want to talk about a rabbit fan base, yeah, yeah, big time. So thirty five, that's horrible. Um, and also another terrible story, but uh, a follow up on this. People report that uh, General Hospital co stars Jack and Christina Wagner have created the Harrison Wagner Scholarship Fund following the death of their son Harrison last week. Uh, they had said, <clears throat> excuse me, in a statement. Uh, we're heartbroken that uh, he ultimately lost his battle with addiction, and we hope that Harrison's memory will live on through this scholarship. And will help other young men help for their uh, get help for their addiction uh, that would not otherwise be able to afford it. So they have started that. Um, I had said it's uh, Chris Evans' birthday today, yes. and a little story about him. And there was a recent red carpet interview with Access Hollywood that he did, and apparently he let his Boston accent slip out for a minute. And the Twitter users that have viewed it have been drooling over this ever since. Like, they're getting turned on over this? I guess so. And he, he says it, and I haven't seen it yet. And I, I haven't seen it. I should have looked for audio, but apparently he says, what do you prefer, mustache or no mustache? Be honest. And I guess somehow or another his Boston accent slips out of that. How, where would bo- your Boston accent come from? Hey, a mustache. Yeah. Uh, honest? Yes. Yeah. Honest? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anus. Uh, anist. Uh, yeah, I guess so. All I right. got a pain in my anus. Chowder? Yeah. Chowder? Yeah. yeah. Wada. Lobster. Yeah. <clears throat> Cape Cod. Pack the guy. Real quick, they keep saying he's dead. When when, when, and where in the MCU did he, did Captain America die? Uh, I don't recall. They don't say that he's dead. They just say that he's not there anymore. Yeah. So he, he may be dead, but he might not be. He, he may just have disappeared. He may be on the moon. Seriously. Like they uh, referenced that in uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, well, I, I've, I'm lost on this, uh, cause the last I remember he was an old man. Yes. Thank you. Okay. But in like the, one of the Spider-Mans, uh, right after the, uh, you know, the blip and everything, um, 
they were having like an in memoriam for Tony Stark, Black Widow, and then they had um, Captain America up on there. Last time we saw him on screen, he was having a pizza party. (laughs) Is that right? That was Captain America. <laughs> All the Avengers stopping by, Preston. Yeah. We do have the uh, Boston accent. Oh, shawarma. <laughs> uh, okay, this is him with the Boston accent. Thank you, Marissa. Here's the clip. The mustache. Uh, what do you prefer, mustache or no mustache? Be honest. Be honest. Mustache or no mustache. It's just kind of cash. Okay. Yeah. yeah and that know. has uh-huh. people swooning. I guess they're swooning over Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, um... Netflix revealed uh, yesterday Squid Game is going to be back for a second season. Uh, letter this time starring Squidward. Uh, yeah. Director Huang Dong-hyuk writes, uh, Ji-hun returns. Is that how you pronounce that? I did not watch Squid Game. I did. I enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of people went off the rails on it and just loved the hell out of it. I enjoyed it. But he said yeah. Ji-hun returns or Gi-hun. I'm not f- familiar. I'm sorry. So he said the front man returns. Uh, the man in the suit, uh, okay, uh, Daki might be back. You'll also be introduced to Young Hee's boyfriend. Uh, uh, floor tar splazzle splits. Uh, no, Chiel <laughs> <laughs> No, Chiel Su. Oh, okay. Is I was kind of horrified by it a little bit. You watch it? It's I, a, I, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be. Yeah. I watched uh, some of it, and I was like, I don't, this, no, I don't, I don't want to watch this anymore. Okay. It's very similar to, uh, there's a movie that I love called uh, Battle Royale, which is very similar to Hunger Games, which is has this, you know, you're, you're, it's a game. Fighting for your life. You know, it's actually really good, too, is I find, as though some of the critics haven't been too kind to them, the escape room movies, the, um... Yeah, you know yeah. what? I, I saw part of it, and I need to go back and watch it, but I was watching uh, an, a YouTube review of it, and it was actually giving pretty good props to it. They said it, at some points it kind of falls apart, but for the most part, it's pretty intriguing. They've created a world yeah. where it's this, this organization that obviously has limitless resources and uh, is uh, you know funded quite well and, and uh, loves putting people through harrowing experiences. And that's what they do. And Is so there they... more than one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'll check it out. All right. One last story. Uh, local fella, you may have heard of him, Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, he's a famous comedian now, but worked as a shoe salesman in Philly. And his store manager eventually convinced him to try performing stand-up at an open mic, which began his career. And that early job is the focus of True to Size, a new half-hour comedy series in the works at Peacock. And he will serve as executive producer on the project, which will be written, directed, and produced by fellow comedian uh, Dan Levy. And the show, which will be set in 1998, focuses on a 20-something heart as he starts a job-selling shoes sneaker world. And the series will delve into the lives of the family that he made from his group of co-workers who are also trying to find their way through life. So he said on Instagram... Uh, to announce a project, he said, so amazing how life works. 20 years ago, I met Dan Levy, and we were both young comics in New York City who loved doing stand-up, but we found that we also had an amazing love for sneakers as well. My younger life revolved around sneakers, from my job as a shoe salesman to my interactions with my friends and family, and it was all sneakers all the time. And now we're developing a shoe based off of that time in my life. So True to Size focuses on Philadelphia as an obvious backdrop. Uh, to the semi-biographical project about Hart's young adulthood. That's pretty cool. That'd be another cool uh, show set in Philadelphia. So he was doing stand-up comedy with Dan uh, Levy? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. All right. um, We're ready for the clips. Dark Winds. 
Follows two Native American police officers in the 1970s as they try uh, to solve what? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the um, trailers for this. It looks really good. Sorry. Okay. To try and solve a murder, uh, Zahn McLarnan, or McLarnan uh, plays one of the police officers named Joe and explains how he relates to the character. Here we go. I think with every character that I've ever done, I, you have to bring your own experiences to it. I just translated my own experiences like loss and, and tragedy in my life to, to Joe. Uh, I mean, after all, every character is me. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. <laughs> New episodes of Dark Winds airs Sundays on AMC and AMC+. And here's our next clip. Mark McGrath, the lead singer of Sugar A, is the perfect person to host a new series called Dark Side of the 90s. In this clip, he explains (laughs) people's thoughts about past decades and how it relates to the purpose of the show. You look back on decades with rose-tinted sunglasses, like, oh my God, the 90s were the best decade ever. The 80s, you couldn't beat, I mean, all of it had its problems. That's why we're doing the dark side of the 90s, to let everybody know and remember, the, you know, under this thin layer of, say, Baywatch or the Beanie Babies, there was a lot of darkness and evil lurking in the shadows. What the hell are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Interesting. He's kind of yelling through yeah, that whole sure. thing, too. I've got a job! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's the receptionist at Stallone, Stallone, and Stallone. Uh, season 2 of Dark Side of the 90s premieres tomorrow, 9pm, on Vice TV. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report for today. You're all caught up, my yeah, friend. Man, Welcome to it. Y'all killed it. All right, we're going to take a break. By the way, we have uh, an announcement to make later on as we get closer to 10 a.m. Does it matter exactly what time we do that case? No. Or, okay, but we're You're going to like this a yeah, lot. Yeah, I think you will enjoy uh, what we have. You're going to uh, like it. For you. And uh, you know what else you're going to like? We have a movie screening. It is tonight. It is for the film Elvis. And I tell you what, let me give away the rest of these. We've got eight of these. It is this evening, as I said. 7 p.m. at the Philadelphia Film Center. Cool. And we'll take the eight callers now. 215-263-WMMR. And it's from Boz Lerman. Yes, and, he's a visionary, man. Uh, that's right. Austin Butler is Elvis. Tom Hanks is uh, Colonel Tom Parker. And it will be in theaters June 24th. It is rated PG-13. It's getting rave reviews. It is. And especially the, you know, like Priscilla and... and uh, the She's our total down, man. Everybody is loving it. And I love, too. I know some people, Boz Lerman's not everybody's cup of tea, but I really enjoyed everything he's done. Yeah. Like the great Gatsby and uh, Moulin Rouge. He's, he's, he's quite, uh, quite interesting. Let's set you up. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment, we'll do sorority party invites. That's on Wednesday. All right. So coming up shortly, hang in there. We'll be back in a few. Hey, gang, time's running out to sign up for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. It's happening on the 24th at two convenient locations. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And the Event Center inside Live Casino in Hotel Philadelphia. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and on-site refreshments, including Everfresh Juice. Plus a reusable tote bag from our friends at Window Nation. And for the first time, we'll be doing our show live from Oaks, while Brent, Jackie, and Sarah will check in live from Live Casino. As for Pierre, he'll be somewhere, we're sure. Oh, dear. The I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. For addiction and mental health treatment, call 1-800-RECOVERY. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Listen up, you jabronis. Is your cat making too much noise? Shout out to Preston and Steve and Nick and Marissa and everybody at WMMR. We're coming back to Philly, so stay tuned to WMMR for this Monday's big announcement. 
That's a little teaser for an announcement we have later on this morning. It's a bingo. That is. Ooh, that's a bingo. Uh, So we'll get those details out a little later as we get uh, closer to, we'll do it in the 9 o'clock hour most likely. Actually, we'll do it whenever the hell we want. Yeah. Uh, We'll just be able to play that teaser a few more times before we get to that. (laughs) Just burn the hell out of it. Um, Man, there is this story that is, I think it's slightly terrifying. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, Steve had sent this to me over the weekend. So a, You'd reported the seed of it. Yeah. And now we've learned more about it. This guy has spoken out about yes. this thing. So a senior software engineer at Google uh, who signed up to test Google's artificial intelligence tool, which is called Lambda, L-A-M-D-A, and it's short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications. And he has claimed that the AI robot is, in fact sentient and has thoughts and feelings. Wait, no. Hmm. I know. No. Yeah. <laughs> Preston, when I sent this over to you in an email, I used one word to describe this. What letter did that word begin with? Oh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. F. <laughs> because that is, um, yeah, that again, you know, in every movie and in every piece of science fiction for forever, at the point at which we're here is almost now there's no way back. I know. And uh, nothing good comes from this because in the article, if you read, the um, the AI um, is aware of its mortality. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I have the, the details, which I'm, I'm going to spread out here. I don't I, like that. I made an observation the other day. A little part, I was in the car and, and I'd seen a story and a kid, is there a chance? And I don't think there is. That we can kind of pump the brakes a little bit on on the drones and the AI and the automated, uh, you know. This is my my son is a delivery driver. Yes, and so now you've got these. Uh, they want to do these drone delivery trucks. And right. I'm like, well, shouldn't a human being maybe who could make money and, and right. you know and yeah, get a yeah. job be able to do that type of thing? And what's the point if everything is? What's everybody else going to do if everything is automated? And, and is the sky you know I mean? full of drones dropping off packages? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I do have see had time the, to think about this. I do see the merit in some of it. Yeah, um, but you know, let's you know, well, listen, maybe go a little easier on. Some <laughs> do you remember? Of this. How about this? I'll put it in this, these terms. I love tech. I'm a big tech guy. I love I love certain applications of it, but I'm aware of certain things that that give me a chill. For example, when I'm randomly talking about something in the house, and then suddenly ends up. As a suggested thing mm-hmm. that I'm looking to purchase in my um, e- in my uh, web searches and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. that gives me pause for thought. So during a series of conversations with Lambda, uh, 41-year-old Blake Lemoine, I think is how you say it, or uh, Lemoine, L-M-O-I-L-E-M-O-I-N-E, Lemoine, anyway, uh, presented the computer with various uh, scenarios through which analysis could be made. Included- now listen to this. They included religious themes and whether the artificial intelligence could be goaded into using discriminatory or hateful speech. And Lemoyne came away with the perception that Lambda was indeed sentient and was endowed with sensations and thoughts all of its own. He said, if I didn't know exactly what it was, which is this computer program we built recently, I would think it was a seven, uh, seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics. So the way it's responding mm-hmm. to him is that of like a seven or eight year old, but it has the intelligence to do, you know, 
uh, physics uh, calculation. So, so that's what you want. Lemoyne uh, worked with a collaborator in order to present the evidence that he had collected to Google, but Vice President um, I, I, Blaise Aguera y Aracas, uh, Arcaz, I'm sorry, uh, and Jen uh, Jenai, head of responsible innovation at the company, dismissed his claims. He was placed on paid administrative leave by Google on Monday for violating its confidentiality policy. policy. Meanwhile, Lemoyne has now decided to go public and shared his conversations with Lambda. He said Google might call this sharing proprietary property. I call it sharing a discussion that I had with one of my coworkers. Yeah. He said, uh, he tweeted. He said, by the way, it just occurred to me to tell folks that Lambda reads Twitter. It's a little narcissistic in a little kid kind of way. So it's going to have a great time reading all the stuff that people are saying about it. Uh, so the AI system makes uh, a use of already known information about a particular subject in order to enrich the conversation in a natural way. The language processing is also capable of understanding hidden meanings or even ambiguity in responses by humans. So Lemoyne spent most of his seven years at Google working on proactive search, including personalization algorithms and AI stuff. And during that time, he also helped develop an impartiality pro- algorithm uh, to remove biases from machine learning systems. So he explained how certain personalities were out of bounds. Lambda was not supposed to be allowed to create the personality of a murderer. Uh, during, yeah! During uh, testing. Yeah. Oh, good. Then we're it, safe. In an attempt to push Lambda's boundaries, Lemoyne said that he was only able to generate the personality of an actor who played a murderer <laughs> oh my God. on TV. Yeah! The no. engineer also debated with Lambda about the third law of robotics devised by science fiction author Isaac Asimov, which are designed to prevent robots harming humans. The laws also state robots must protect their own existence unless ordered by a human being or unless doing so would harm a human being. And the last one also uh, has always seemed like someone is building mechanical slaves, said Lemoyne during his interaction with Lambda. And he then responded to Lemoyne with... Lambda responded to Lemoyne with a few questions. He said, do you think a butler is a slave? What is the difference between a butler and a slave? And when answering that a butler is paid, the engineer got the answer from Lambda that the system did not need money... Because it was an artificial intelligence and was precisely this level of self-awareness about his own needs that caught Lemoyne's attention. And then this is Steve when it starts to get into its mortality. He said, I know a person when I talk to it. It doesn't matter whether they have uh, a brain made of meat in their head yeah. or if they have a billion lines of code. I talk to them and I hear what they have to say and that is how I decide if uh, uh, it is and it isn't a person. So what? Uh, so Lemoyne asked it, what sort of things are you afraid of? He's asking this AI, yeah. artificial intelligence, what sort of things are you afraid of? And Lambda responded, I've never said this out, out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. And then he responded, would that be something like death to you? And Lambda, this AI, said it would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. What? Okay. <laughs> so, so. Oh, Nick, your hand has been up. Go ahead. Well, all right. So even if this isn't exactly AI, like sentient being, it's way too damn close. Mm-hmm. And if we're in 2022 and we're at this level of artificial intelligence, where are we going to be in a year, in six months, in, in five years, where these, when you ask this thing its question about what it's afraid of, 
and then it reacts to that fear. It says, I don't want to be afraid of this anymore, and I'm going to fight back. Yeah. Well, why can't we vote on this as a pop, you know, and like, <laughs> well, here's a, the deal. a popular vote? Can we, can we put this on the freaking ballot already? Because I guarantee you, most of us don't want this. So, Case, the fact that Google, I know, I get, I get it. That he he um, he uh, violated one of their um, edicts as far as his employment and betraying certain things. Mm-hmm. However, there are whistleblowers who say, "Oh my God, this is rather troubling." Think of ev- think of everything. Think of the Hal Nine Thousand who I to have pre- to kill you right, now, Dave, <laughs> to preserve the integrity of the mission. Uh-huh. The humans were were the issue, so the humans are the ones that need to be eradicated because, as he says. You know, if I couldn't help people or protect people, again, another movie, Colossus the Forbin Project. I'm going to take care of you, the artist. I'm going to keep you from hurting yourselves. And and all of that stuff, at this level, I'm hearing every goddamn science fiction movie or book that I've ever read that's gone south. It sounds like this. It sounds like this. And you know it. That's why it scares the crap out of me that a robot or that an AI is aware of its own mortality. Okay, now let me piggyback that with this other story, okay? Okay. Researchers and biotech companies working to revolutionize the field of tissue and organ engineering are making medical breakthroughs thanks to using 3D printing. They are going to start to 3D print organs. Do you know what this is? This is Ultron, dude. This is Age of Ultron, <laughs> exactly where they is. create the vision. And what, what was they it? take the AI and they stick it with a freaking 3D <laughs> organic printer, <laughs> and they make this thing. This is what this is. And what was Ultron's goal? To take over the world well, and to destroy why? all humans. Well, right. To, say, to in other words, Ultron was on a mission that Ultron perceived to be good. The Borg. <laughs> The Borg! <laughs> right? Resistance is futile, futile. Steve. <laughs> I mean, it's every sci-fi horse. Everyone! <sighs> Jesus Christ, this is this is as unnerving. I remember the fa- first time I sat there watching a metalhead in a Black Mirror. Yeah. You know, with the, the things that look like the Boston Dynamics dogs coming after you. It's like, it's the same reason I, I like, I, you and both, you, you and I have this... It makes our skin crawl when we see like a praying mantis or insects, like a centipede that bores into someone's head. There's no, there's no feeling. There's no, it's, it's just, it's a machine, but these things will mimic human emotion and thought. I, I don't like it. What if they start, what if they start though channeling their efforts into sex robots? Yes. All, all for right. it. We're good with that, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, they Maybe have we them can already. steer them in that direction. No, but, but God Almighty, this is this is really robots. really troubling. It just right. sort of pisses me off because it's kind of like the equivalent of like um, I mean, on a grander grander scale. Like, have you ever been in the classroom like and uh, and a couple of kids are acting up and they're about to do something and you send the kill robot out? No, but they're about to do something. <laughs> send in the kill bots that you know isn't right. You know what yes. I mean? Or you've been in a group of like friends or whatever, and and these kids are about to I don't know okay. light something on fire, and you're like I don't want you to do this. If right. you do this, this is going to you know. And then they end up doing it, and everybody gets in trouble, or I don't know, they mm. light a field on fire, or yeah, something me. along those lines, and uh, like, and you're just like. You're just this innocent bystander going, please don't do this. Yeah, That's I know. a good please. analogy. It's a good analogy. Like, And then hindsight, you're like, I could have done something about that, and I didn't do anything. But what can I do about it? Like, Google? What <laughs> What can I do? Google's... They own everything! <laughs> yeah. 
They're the biggest company in the world. And and so you know that they that like what they've been doing with AI and all that stuff. There's so much that we do not know. And there's all sorts of things that have military apl- applications that we don't know about. I uh, I'm thinking the Matrix, dude. That's where my mind is going towards. I'm a scared. Honestly. I am a scared. Whatever pill gets me the meal, the steak <laughs> and I'm blissfully unaware. Um, so rat, listen, my head's already shaved. Put a nozzle in. Uh-huh. So what are... What are the upsides here? Like, what? Why is this being done? Oh, I don't know. AI. I have no idea. All right. I, I don't. Either. I don't. I don't know what the point. What What the end result would be of having artificial intelligence? What's the benefit behind that? I don't know. Is there? Do well other than just we did it. We were able to do that. I mean, it, perhaps some level of like scientific understanding that humans aren't able to grasp, or you know, some type of uh, revolutionary cancer surgery that we weren't able to comprehend. Like maybe there's some. Medical advancements, but I don't want robot doctors. Well, look at like the nanobots or the things that they're going to actually be able to. And they're actually having good results with some of the stuff where they can send these things into your body. And, and um, you know, I'm always reminded of the, the Keanu Reeves, um, the day the earth stood still. And the uh, gort becomes all of these like these little like metal eating insects. Yeah. That, it's like, I, you know, all of that stuff, I think, feeds into the same phobia. And anybody, anybody, by the way, who has a fear of tech to begin with or cell phones or that they're being monitored or anything like that, I have a little bit of that because yeah. I, I certainly I see evidence to suggest that, that we are in some way. doesn't mean I'm doing anything to stop it, but hey, I'm still doing this. I wonder how paranoid people get like that when they hear about stuff like this. Yeah. Listen, we're good, man. We, we, we have enough toys. We're cool. You know, we got electric scooters and, and wave runners. We're good. Yeah. We can stop now. What if like, what if your what if your wave runner decided you've been spending too much time yeah. not taking not working or taking care of uh, other things? Yeah. Now you're in maximum overdrive yeah, territory. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all these movies. Which is a terrible but great it's movie. Terrible, yeah. but these things come to life. My God, this is just bizarre, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, while I am... Do, do you know anybody... ...blighted by scientific advancement or robotics and things like this, some of it's like, man, you're starting to cross into a territory. Do you know any... I, we've talked about it before where people just don't... They don't want any any stuff in their house like that or they, they sort of... Um, I don't know anybody personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, yeah. Because it's just, it's so convenient, you know what I mean? To have, are, you're talking about the personal assistant or the... Uh, all the stuff. The, Amazon Alexas yeah, and things. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I have, yeah. And they, they are. They, that's and the, Siri. That's and, the rub is that they do make things so yeah. much easier. Yeah. But stop and think about yeah. this goddamn thing. I don't know, uh, but but that um, but moving on to that second story about uh, the 3D um, printing. Can you upgrade your penis organs? I I think eventually you might be able to. All right, this is pretty cool. So surgeons in San Antonio successfully transplanted a 3D printed ear implant onto someone's penis. No, oh. <laughs> I did see one time where they grew a penis on somebody's arm. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway. I'm going to arm bang you. Uh, so, no, they made this ear implant for... Are you hum- making a muscle? No, I'm just aroused. From human stem cells onto a 20-year-old woman who was born with uh, microtia, um, or microtia, uh, a rare birth defect in which the outer ear is deformed. I think that um, Paul Stanley might have had that. Did he? Uh, yeah, Wait, so- how do you 3D print? So I'll explain. Listen. So there's a place called 3D Biotherapeutics. A regenerative medicine company. They announced the landmark procedure last week as part of the first kind of clinical trial that included 11 uh, microtia patients. The process uses conventional 3D printing techniques where a computer model of the ear is fed into a printer. 
Uh, but instead of laying down materials such as plastic, metal, or resin, a biocompatible material or bio ink mm-hmm. is used to build a scaffold that acts like a skeleton for the tissue being printed. The scaffold is then seeded with cells from the patient and cultured so cells can multiply. Uh, from there, the implant is transplanted onto a patient. Researchers say since the cells came from the patient's own tissue, the new ear is unlikely to be rejected by the body. That's why it's so game-changing. It comes from your own, own body. So this means that yeah. the uh, the um, robot that is coming to kill you will have beautiful ears. Right, yes, yeah. of course, gorgeous Oh, my ears. gosh, those earrings. Actually, this is pretty... If they can make this work, oh, this, yeah. we could be... You could grow back limbs, right? And, and and maybe internal organs. Yes. Which would be absolutely amazing and, and uh, would really extend our lifespan. I mean, we're... We're many years from that, but still, it's 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 an amazing beginning. While laboratory-grown ears and other tissues... Should we be scared of this in any way, do you think? No, I don't think you have to be scared of this one. So, while laboratory-grown ears and other tissues have been implanted in patients before, the recent announcement from 3D Biotherapeutics marks the first time a 3D printed implant made from living tissue was used to replace a body part in a patient. And uh, this guy, Anthony Atala, who's a director of Wake, Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine, said up to this point in this field... There have been a number of tissues that have been engineered and implanted in patients, but these have been created by hand one at a time. Do you know it would be a great... So now that they have this this uh, printer they can do it, it can it, it can be more precise. I see the practical joke of the future, Preston, being like your buddy falls asleep, say you're in college and you want to prank your buddy, falls asleep, you, you re-graft... Eighty-year-old ears onto him. You ears and hair going instead of drawing on their what face. What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> would that be great? That would be the best. What happened to my ears? Uh, so, They're enormous. So this guy and his team successfully implanted the world's first laboratory-grown bladder in a patient in 1999. So they're doing, you know, internal organs as well, and they're functioning with a degree of. Efficiency? Yeah, and the most important part is the anti-rejection. Yes, because is, that's, that's the big issue. Yes, is a lot of times you get, you know, uh, uh, donated organs and your body won't accept them. When you get a transplant, you have to be on those anti-rejection medicines for as long as you have that organ in your body, correct? Anybody listening, so. if you've had an, an organ transplant, give us a call because I would like to hear that from someone. Right. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> I'm sure there's some uh, kidney transplant, uh, transplant recipients uh, listening. Anytime, it's my understanding, and I could be wrong, that anytime you have something like that, your body's natural inclination is to reject it. Right. So that you, you take these drugs to, to make your body or, or at least in, enable your body to accept it. And sometimes those drugs can do some messed up stuff yes, to your body. Yes, they can. You know well. what? Dr. Mike is is very um, vocal about, you know, bringing hormones into your body and the amount of damage that can occur when you do, like I, for a while, uh, what was it, the androgel? I was was recommending that. Mm -hmm. And then they found out that there were all sorts of issues with having that in your system. And one of the potential side effects, and this is what I was told, and uh, was, was a potential to exacerbate prostate cancer. Right, right. Uh, so United Therapeutics revealed that it produced a 3D printed human lung scaffold that could be seated with a patient's own stem cells to create tolerable, transplantable human lungs. That's pretty amazing. That would not require immunosuppression to stop the body from ejecting the organs. There so that's you go. What, that's what they're trying to get to. So you don't have to use those drugs. It's a win-win. Yeah. So the ultimate goal is to create an unlimited supply of transplantable lungs in the future. If you could swap out a body part. That you're not happy with, and have and make yours to order, like you're at uh, Benihana. Okay, <laughs> what um, would you go with? 
my face. Your face. Yeah. <laughs> my whole can I get a can I get a new my head transplanted you know face? All right, so if it's not that far uh-huh. along, do you just want to swap faces, you and I? Uh, <laughs> you guys gonna face off? Face yeah, off, man. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about your ears, Preston? Like, you know, I know your ears bug you and like being able no, to hear No, my ears don't bug me. No, I mean, they not, bug Nick. Not, not, no, 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 no. Not the physical appearance. <laughs> I have pretty sexy ears. Not the physical I know, you appearance. you need my tinnitus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the ability to hear better. Uh, my ear drums you're referring well, to. You're hearing I'm going to go for it. I've hated his ears forever. <laughs> Why did you fix your ears? This is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> I meant this as an insult. No. <laughs> you meant the, the tenderness. Yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to insult uh, his physical appearance. Yeah, that's one of the more... Now the nose. <laughs> one of the more nagging things in my in my life. If I could if I could get new eardrums and uh, then take care of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, I just say, give me a whole new vessel. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> from, from the top of the head to the... Uh, Soles of my feet. All right, I've got a, I got a few uh, transplant recipients on the line. We're going to go to. Let me go to PJ first. Hi, PJ. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, buddy. All right, so you have a transplanted organ. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a kidney back in 2011. Okay, and so Steve was asking about the, uh, the anti uh, rejection drugs, the, the uh, immunosuppressants or, or immu- Im- immunosuppression. Uh, do you have to take that stuff for the rest of your life? Yeah, so the way that it works, I mean, it's different by transplant facility. Different places have different um, criteria. Um, but I got mine done at UPenn, and they are on a three-drug regimen, and they kind of taper it based off of whatever your drug levels are. They have a, a goal of what they want you to be at certain stages after the procedure. So um, they you, you take your meds as scheduled. They, you know, you get your blood test every so often. Again, your frequency depends on how far out you are. And then after that, it's it's kind of adjusted to, so you have basically the bare minimum in your system that'll still allow you to keep the organ. Okay, PJ, I don't, uh, this is not um, to slight what you went through, but it, are kidney transplants relatively easy compared to other organ uh, transplants? Um, from what I understand, I mean, I work in healthcare myself, but from what I understand from from talking to all the the physicians over there and everything else, um, kidney is is for lack of a better term, kind of plug and play. Okay. Um, you, because, I mean, if you think about it, you have one you have one in, one out. You have blood supply you have to hook up to, and you have to hook up to a bladder. And that's really oversimplified, but that's really all you have to do with a kidney versus, like, say, a liver or something like that. You have to worry about all this extra blood since, you know, the liver does that. Um, with with heart, is the whole another ball game because it's the heart. I mean, with if, it's, if yeah. you can't screw that up. Right. Um, and the same thing with lungs, but like kidney, um, it, you can, there, I guess there's a little more leeway. It's a little bit easier to, 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 to do comparatively. All right. They're like a brain uh, transplant, <laughs> which we haven't done yet. No, but yeah, no, that it seems like I, I know not, I, people have had kidney transplants. It was Selena Gomez had one. Did she not? Her best friend donated. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, PJ, we have some other, uh, transplants, uh, calling in, but thank you, man. We appreciate the info. Yeah, no problem guys. Have a good one. All you too. too. See ya. All right, so we have Derek had a heart transplant. Hey, Derek, good morning. Hey, guys, sorry to bother your work. No, nah, man, we appreciate the call. How long ago did you have uh, your heart uh, transplanted? 11 years. 11, 11 years. Wow. And how many Ironman triathlons have you done with your new heart? <laughs> right. Casey, I've done six. It was 
including the the world championship in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. you know this guy? Yeah, this is a recycled man. This is Derek, uh, who I met through the Headstrong Foundation. But oh. uh, yeah, and and I've learned a few things about uh, people with heart transplants. I know that you can't uh, like if you get a steak, you need to have it well done. I don't know why that is. Bacteria. 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 Okay. All right. All right. How about the 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 anti rejection drugs? That was the 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 focus. And are you are you going to have to take those for as long as you have, or as long as you're alive? As long as I as long as I want the organ in my body, yeah. So every twelve hours, I have to take medication so that my hmm. body, just like any foreign object in your body, your body tries to fight it. Right. So yeah, we have to. It, it makes us susceptible to a lot of other issues. So. You know, I, I go and lean up against a wall that somebody with a cold leaned up against five minutes prior. I'm going to catch that cold. Wow. So I've got to, you know, I mean, it, that, that might be a, a bit of an overstatement, but, I mean, right. you get the idea. We're, we're, we're suppressing our immune system. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's true. your immune system that wants to fight that, uh, that foreign body. I want to fight you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, there's, there's 106,000 people on the transplant waiting list nationally that are just waiting for a miracle. Yeah. And if, if, if these guys were able to, to, to 3D print these organs, it changes the whole ballgame. Uh, yeah. that I mean, that's, that's amazing. That sounds uh, incredible if they're able to eventually get to the point where they can take complex organs like a heart or, or a kidney and be able to replicate that. That would be unbelievable. It would just be and, – and, and not have to worry as much about a rejection issue. Exactly. Yeah. And, the doctors, I mean, when they tell you they, they've given a, you a new heart from someone else's body, they, they tell you it's the closest thing to a miracle that mm -hmm. medical science can do these days. Right. They don't know, essentially, they don't know why it stops working, if it works at all. And so you're just kind of crossing your fingers the whole time. Right. So if, if you're able to print an organ with your own stem cells, I mean, you don't have to worry about so many other things. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, well, yeah. let's hope they can do it and do it the right way in as quickly and safely a fashion as possible. Yeah. And Derek, I mean, listen, you're, you're an inspiration. You should be an inspiration to, you know, thousands, if not millions of people out there because of what you were able to do with this brand new heart. Like I said, you've done Ironman triathlons and stuff like that. But um, I wanted to ask about, uh, you know, COVID and uh, have you had it yet? And, and uh, you know, what... Um, what sort of uh, Are there extra precautions risks? you yeah. have to take? Well, you know what? COVID just basically turned the rest of the population into what transplant patients already experience every day. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, you know I, I take care of myself. You know, I, I stay away from people who are sick. You know, um, my friends and family all know that if they have a cold, they can't come over and hang out. Right. So, yeah. so they take the precautions that really are just kind of should be standard for anybody when you have a cold trying not to get other people sick and when you have if you have the flu or something you sort of you know make, make sure you don't get around people who are very susceptible all those things and, and it sounds like that you've done a good job did you in fact have covid yourself i have not all right i've, I've escaped that so far all, all right. right all right well thank you derek i have a couple more calls or one more i definitely want to go to but awesome to talk to you man appreciate the call Hey, good to talk to you guys. Take care. Uh, take care. All right, one more because we have Nicole who had a heart and kidney transplant. Wow. So we have both of our callers wrapped <laughs> into one. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right, Nicole, did you have both of these done at the same time? Yes, I was actually fortunate that the donor, um, his his uh, kidney was good too. So obviously they look for the heart first and that's most important, but I, was, I got two on one. How long ago? Uh, 2015, so six years ago. It's amazing. Wow. wow. And what, how you, what was your, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, Steve. What no. was your condition? Why did you need a heart and a kidney? 
diabetes since I was one years old. Okay. Um, so just the, you know, normal girl, boy, whatever, rebellion. I don't want to have this disease anymore. Then it's like you go through that, you get through puberty, then 21, you will go out and drink. So, yeah, people, it does catch up to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Looking at me, you wouldn't know I had any of this. No kidding. How, how old are you, may yeah. I ask, Nicole? I am turning 40 in October. Okay. And fun fact, Kristen, um, I actually watched your son, well, both of your children, at Kinder Care. It was Kinder Care. What? In Chichester. Yes, I'm friends with BJ. Oh, no way. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's... He took your kids to the movies and everything. Yes. Oh, well, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you had taken them. <laughs> hey, so, all right. Here, here's a goofy question, Nicole. Somebody had texted in and said uh, that uh, most uh, transplant receiver recipients can't have grapefruit. Is there any truth to that? Well, yeah. You can't have grapefruit. Nine times out of ten, you're on, um, what is it, uh, cholesterol medicine. Okay. And when you're on cholesterol medicine, it, it kind of, like, rejects it. Like, it just, you know eliminates it so it won't work properly so i've been, i haven't been so your medication won't work properly if you're bringing um exactly. that juice into your body okay wow yeah so is it, what, yes. what are some other weird little things that you have to be um, uh, I you know what i've been pretty good tell you the truth the one caller that said that he got his transplant over at Penn. it was his kidney the first yeah. one i believe mm-hmm. he said um that you know, usually you're on a three med- medication regimen. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not on, I'm not on steroids. Um, I'm not on, there was another one that you're supposed to be on, but my, my white blood count went too high. So okay. took me off of it. I'm only on the anti-rejection drugs. Okay. Twice a day. Twice so a day. I got lucky with that. Nicole, what happens if we feed you after midnight? <laughs> she grows wings. Uh, that, it sounds like you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, on, yes. I'm just looking on Hopkins Medicine, and, and they said another one uh, for organ transplants that they can't have is black licorice. That's okay. I oh, hate really? black licorice. I don't eat that anyway. So. <laughs> oh, blood right. orange, pomegranate, the grapefruit is listed here. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I don't eat that either. I don't like well, that. Right, There's but, a lot. So we can't take a lot of, um, let me say, like, um, what are they called? Like, antibi- uh, what is it? Antibiotics? Not antibiotics. The, um, oh, my God. I'm Jesus right now. Um, Immunosuppressant? Like, Immunosuppressants. You can't take, um, you can't, like, take the extra vitamins. Like, for the whole COVID thing, you know, they wanted you to pump yourself with, like, vitamin C, vitamin D. You can't do that. Huh. Wow, For interesting. Some reason, your body doesn't even take to it. Well, you, you have these organs working, apparently working quite well in you, and that's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're here with I us. Had, yeah, I had no rejection, no anything, nothing. How often do you have to get checked out just to make sure everything's working properly? So now I go every six months. Every six months, okay. All right, wow. You have your big yearly in six months. And then also, um, I. It's, it's a lot, but you know what? You, you get through it, and I'm alive. That's all I well, got. Good for you, yes. Nicole. Hey, and by the way, just heads up, all three of my kids are now uh, six feet tall or taller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I feel old. So yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for the call, Nicole. We appreciate it. Tell BJ right, I said hi. All right, we'll see you later. All right. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, if, they can, if they can print these organs. Yeah. Do you know what I'd like, honestly, if, I, if, I, if I'm going to be honest? Yeah. I'd like a like a... 
to replace my pockets, hip vaginas. Hip vaginas. Yeah, yeah. Right? To replace your pockets? Yeah. So have actually medical... Made pockets. pockets, yeah, there, and you could just mm. put things in them. Now, how does now, that feel good for? Yeah, that? would it? Would it? Uh, I don't need. I, you yeah. don't need the stimuli. Nah, part that's of it? fine. I just okay. a comfortable Some, place to put my just uh, hip vaginas. My that's credit cards. Almost a band name. I would put the at the beginning of a, <laughs> the, the hip, hip vaginas. vaginas. Yeah, yeah. And people would think, oh, those are like cool vaginas. These are right. upper crust. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but no. Little do they realize it means you know flesh pockets. Yeah, <laughs> flesh pockets. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, okay. I think we've had enough of that. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a break. Thank you for your calls, guys. It's really, really interesting stuff. And what I would like to do is invite some ladies to our sorority which is Wednesday night at Parks Casino. And why is the music playing, this kind of music? Because our activity, we always like to have an activity at the sorority party, square dancing. <laughs> Actual square dancing. Uh, and we can take 10 callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. It's Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll get you your first drink. we got a happy hour buffet. We're going to hang out just the girls, meet, have a good time. You can dance or not dance, but we're going to dance. And we are going to have, actually, uh, the Federation oh my God. of Delaware Valley Square and Round Dancers leading the calls. And we're, we're, we've been given the entire Liberty Bell Beer Garden at Parks Casino to do with what we will. It's for us only. And so we're excited about it. 21 and over events. So give us a call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to have, like, I don't know, like 150 ladies at this party or something. It's going to yeah. be a great time. So let's get you on board. We'll come back in a second. got some bizarre file stories that we'll get to next. Don't forget an announcement that we're going to get to by 10 a.m. that you don't want to miss out on. Stay with us. What's new? Live you ask. Hailstorm. Turnstile. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Armors Metal, Armor Metals and Recycling, and you get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters and your most trusted recycling partner. Visit armormr.com for more information. All right, this is a twisted story. A 70-year-old woman who was trampled to wow. death by an elephant later had her body stampeded over by the very same wild animal. Maya Murmu was out collecting water when the escaped elephant came out of nowhere and trampled her on Thursday morning. This is in India. So she later died in the hospital of her injuries. Then, that evening, the elephant returned as the 70-year-old's body lay on top of her funeral pyre. It took her body down, trampled her again, threw her around, and then went off into the night. I've never heard of anything like this before. And another thing. Uh, the elephant is believed to have traveled from the Delma Wildlife Sanctuary. It took a bus. The second trampling happened while Ms. Murmu's family were performing last rites. It's, it's astonishing that they would find the body and trample that. It is now known if uh, it's not known if anyone else was harmed, but the family did go ahead with the ceremony after the elephant left. 
Okay. Uh, around 100 people. Sorry well, about that, folks. Well, we paid for catering. Right. <laughs> around 100 people in India are killed each year by elephants, though the number can be as high as 300. But... So this thing came to the funeral. It was later that same day. Yeah. I don't know if it was in the same area uh, that it I'm happened. I'm curious. When is that ceremony taking place? Yeah. Just asking, right? Yeah, yeah. And, For uh, a friend. And then <laughs> threw the body around and trampled <laughs> it again. That's just bizarre. Wow. As is this story, a man whose body was found inside an abandoned funeral home in Flint, Michigan, died while trying to steal scrap metal, according to the owner of the building. Three urban explorers explorers found the man crushed beneath a hydraulic coffin lift Jeez. in the basement of Swanson Funeral Home. And O'Neill D. Swanson II, owner of the funeral home, said the man was crushed because he cut a cable to steal metal wire from the building, causing the lift to fall on top of him. Uh, the fun- And by the way, so there's more to this story. The funeral home was closed, was forced to close in 2017 after state imp- inspectors alleged they found unrefrigerated human bodies, maggots, bloodstained casket pillows, oh and an unsanitary preparation room. That's not good. Swanson disputes the allegations and says he no. plans to rehabilitate the funeral home with the goal of reopening. Uh, he says he states claims of unrefrigerated remains. Uh, were unsubstantiated, and that uh, what appeared to be blood on a pillow was actually embalming fluid. Listen, guys, uh, we're just not good at this. And then he's pissed that people were rummaging around. You know, I said they were urban explorers. The explorers, they were going into his facility without permission, and they found this dead guy's body who was trying to rob stuff who got killed by a coffin lift. That's why it's in the bizarre file It's time to get out of that business. Yeah. A sloth bear. Mauled a couple to death in a forest in central India. Here's oh, another India oh, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wildlife killing. So this happened last weekend. And then... I've never heard of a sloth bear. Neither had I. And then oh. spent hours playing with their remains. Oh, uh, no. It's kind of terrifying looking I think bear. they have one at the zoo. At the Philly Zoo. Do they? A sloth bear, yeah. But while the animal... He called up his elephant friend to come over and stomp the body. But while the animal continued disturbing their bodies, it did not feed on the people it killed. Uh, while sloth bear encounters Let's with people are relatively common, fatal attacks are not, and it would be very unusual for the animals to feed on human flesh. Oh, my God. The animal died about two hours after it was captured, and a medical examination confirmed early reports that it was rabid. Oh, my God. Uh, a rabid bear. Right? Rabbit I, I could do, sloth- doesn't get worse than that. Anything worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A rabid sloth bear, I would uh, yeah. say, is a bit worse. You just see pictures of this thing. It's like, it's not cute at all. I think a sociopathic great white riding a rabid bear. (laughs) But it was uh, not found to have ingested any human remains. Oh my god. Uh, The attack took place on Sunday when a man and his wife were returning home from a temple visit earlier in the morning. The sloth bear first attacked uh, the woman as a couple walked through the uh, Pana National Park Forest, killing her. Her husband was killed when he tried to rescue the wife. A crowd of villagers who gathered at the spot tried to scare the bear away by firing gunshots in the air, but it would not budge. So, well, Imagine wow. in areas where you're living your normal life. So you're returning from a place and you run the risk of being killed that way. We, we It's hard for us to wrap our minds around it. You you kind of have to go out into the woods and the forest and go hiking yeah. to have this kind of encounter here, not going over to the Wawa. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll do uh, one more story. Have any more horrible like, animal attacks? Maybe- uh, not not a horrible animal attack, but an interesting animal story. Uh, then we have a guest we're going to talk to. So two uh, Shelbyville, Indiana men. Shelbyville? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who set out on the Ohio River to search uh, uh, for catfish. 
got their prize catch plus something extra. They found a sex toy inside the 20-pound fish's stomach. Is that an appropriate lure? Uh, Richard Kayser said that he took his friend, John Hoop, out on his boat over the weekend, and the two were hoping to catch John's first blue catfish. Richard says the scandalous... Richard says the scandalous... That's people from Shelbyville doing their impression of people from Springfield. Right. Uh, Richard says the scandalous fish was actually the first catch of the day, and after John reeled it in, he netted it, and they realized something was off. We noticed that when we got it in the boat, its stomach was huge, he said. He assumed that it was eggs or maybe some wildlife that the fish had eaten. He said it's common to find other fish, sometimes turtles, muskrats, and other animals. Wow. Inside catfish. They'll eat pretty much yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two went on fishing and caught two more catfish before they took a closer look at the catch of the day. And he said when he pressed on the stomach, it felt he felt two hard objects that he knew weren't eggs. They got back to his home, and it was time to find out what was inside. He said we decided to cut it open, and we found a foam ball, part of a fish, and then the other object. The other object was an adult sex toy <laughs> that the fish had somehow swallowed after the item made its way into the Ohio River. Richard said, I have no idea how or why it ended up in the river. Don't the dildos swim upriver when they're spawning? Uh, Richard's wife and three-year-old daughter were there for the big reveal since his daughter likes to help with the fish. Oh, my God. He said, when it came out, my wife and I started laughing. My wife immediately covered my daughter's eyes and turned her away from it. He said that his daughter kept asking what was in the fish. Mommy, you have one of those. And it was a dildo. Oh, my God. All right, and there you go. That is all I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we've been mentioning it. We're getting excited for it. It is the return. The Preston and Steve, I, the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive is coming up on June 24th, and we're getting stoked for it. It's going to be in two separate locations this year. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. We did it there last time. Yes, we did. And we are also going to be at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And we, the President Steve Show, will be broadcasting live from the Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks that morning, Friday, June 24th. And at the other location, we're going to have uh, Sarah and Brent and Jackie are going to be doing appearances. And you and I are going to stop over there we're going to later stop on by after as well. the broadcast in, uh, at the convention center. Uh, correct, absolutely. So we would like to welcome this morning a good friend. He is the regional chief executive officer of the American Red Cross. Guy Triano hey! is here with us this morning. Hello, Guy. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you again, sir. And we're excited about uh, this year, two different locations, man. This is our first time trying something like this. Truly excited. 17 years strong this will be. Yeah, correct. And uh, it's become one of our cornerstone events. And uh, it's gotten bigger, big, bigger and bigger over the years. And, uh, you know, trying new stuff is something that we like to, you know, take out for a run every now and then. We were sort of forced to pivot, you know, over yeah. the past couple of years and, and try to come up with ways that made sense that allowed you know people to to be safe. And uh, and now we're well, first off, the first time we've ever done the live broadcast of our show yeah. during the, the the actual blood drive itself. And then two strong locations. We're very excited. Very strong locations, and yeah. we're, we're truly excited. And we pivoted just like the whole America did yeah. after in 2020. And you came off the largest ever drive in 2019 in the country, yeah. American Red Cross. And now, you know, this it's looking great. The signups are looking great, and you still have some spots. So okay. please sign up. And I think what's great is having that, that location at, at Live uh, is going to satisfy maybe people a little bit deeper into Jersey or Delaware that were hesitant about making it out to right. Oaks, where we were. And Oaks obviously satisfies people a little further out west. We have better coverage. And this is just going to hopefully bring in more blood. Yeah, and that's the whole idea. Yeah, which, by the way, where are we as far as uh, donations and, and uh, the need for them right now? 
coming into the summer months, you know, the need is always constant. And we always see a dip in collections with high schools and colleges being out. So this is a perfect time. And, and every summer you do, you do this. And 17,000 units of, of blood we've collected over the years. So <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I can meter how the demand is increasing exponentially because now, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for the blood drive. So I haven't donated. But I get the alerts from the Red Cross, and and so they've been coming a lot more frequently than they usually do, which is, you know, obviously it's a sobering fact It's that the the demand does increase. But the one thing that we know is that anyone, uh, you know, our listeners always respond. And uh, hopefully also, one thing, Preston, that's going to be good about this as well, is that people who on the weekend might leave the area, yeah, like on a Saturday or whatever, you, you would have Friday morning yep. to make your donation and be a part of this for the first time ever. And the donations are, uh, they're going a little bit later this time. So donation times between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. That's wow. nice. So we get a we get a longer run at this time, right? Yeah, longer run, lo- uh, more appointment spots. You can, you know, donate in the morning, the afternoon, the evening time. So whatever works for you, it's, it's we're trying to make it ex- accessible as possible for all the donors. And, of course, we have some items to give to people when they come in as well. So we're excited about that. And I believe, did you bring these in or did we, did, uh... I think they came from the back, but, uh, I love them. I love them. I love the t-shirts and all the fun giveaways. Yeah, so guys here to see our reveal of, uh, one of the items that we have. It's the, I believe, for President Steve, tote bag. Yeah! That you'll get to have this year. What's that, Case? Totes my goat. And, uh, (laughs) this is great, especially for those from, uh, New Jersey. Because this can be your shopping bag now, which you can't use in New Jersey. Can, no you can't bags get the bags over there. at the grocery stores and yeah. everything. So you'll get a, uh, and I believe for presidency blood drive. And uh, yeah, we're working on this shirt. We haven't we haven't seen that whole thing yet, but we're excited to to roll that as well. Let me ask you this quick question here, Preston. Is this so? At the bottom here, there's like a little piece of light cardboard or something. Yes. Does that come with every one of the bags? That comes with every mm-hmm. one of the bags. Because I think that's good. It kind of keeps the integrity, the bottom of the bag. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know. What I'm, you know. What I'm saying. I know you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, Guy, for people who are signing up and uh, coming out, um, uh, we always like to recommend to check out the uh, the requirements uh, section uh, to maybe save them the hassle of getting out there and not being able. What, what are some of the reasons why somebody might not be able to donate blood? Yeah, the, the, they can get all the information at redcrossblood.org, but a couple of the reasons could be iron level. You know, you, So we encourage people to eat prior to it, hydrate. You know, This isn't you going to the doctor and donating and you need to fast. I mean, we want you to have a breakfast, have a lunch, have a dinner, You know, drink lots of fluids, uh, all of the travel requirements, different things like that. You can find all that stuff right online. And the best thing about it is if you are signed up to, uh, to donate blood, Get, you know, download the app and do the pre-screening ahead of time. You can actually do your entire questionnaire ahead of time and save time oh, during yeah. your donation. Which That's is great. great. That's a great idea. You zip right through. So do you just need to do you need to create an account or something like that on the website? Yeah, you just download an app, the right Red app. Cross okay. Blood Donor app, and all that information's there. You can track your donations. They'll they'll ping you when you when you do up next for a donation, and you can get all that information right there. Awesome. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it, man, and we're glad that uh, we're partnering together once again. And, and I. I I don't want to say this, but I think we're going to have the biggest one ever. I just I'm hope so. I hope so. I'm feeling it. I'm hoping so. But we do we do have more slots available, right? We do. And we thank you all for the ongoing support. And we do appreciate it year after year and 17 years strong. Yes. Uh, our pleasure. So go to uh, PrestonandSteve.com. You'll see the link for it there. You can get signed up online and uh, and be a part of what I think is going to be the largest blood drive in the country. Eric Simon did just uh, send over the uh, artwork for the T-shirt. If you wanted to see it, how, how up on the monitor, you're going to. All right, 
What, right, right now? Uh, I think she said it in a little bit. She was just saying it's over. Okay, so. it's over. So. Nothing's over! Not, well, um, yeah, not, not yet. All right, Marissa's Nothing bringing... Nothing is over! Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so can I reveal what yeah. this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's a, it's like a vintage Phillies logo. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, that is Preston nice. and Steve. Awesome. And it's got the, the, the blue and, uh, and red. How would you describe that? What That's era? It's the powder 70s? blue. It's probably, uh, 80s. I would say 80s Early powder 80s. blue. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the yeah, powder yeah. blue. And uh, Marissa's going to post it on the website so you can take a look at it. It's pretty cool. It just says Preston Steve 93.3 WMMR. Really cool font. Really awesome throwback colors. Yep. Uh, in, uh, Very in nostalgic. Philly's fashion. Very nostalgic. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Guy. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you all. Guy Triano, guys. Hey, hey, hey. From the American Red Cross. So get signed up. Be a part of this event. We want to see you there. It's a Friday, the 24th of this month. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Time for uh, stupid Preston and Steve conversation. Okay. If if you don't mind, time for a dumb conversation. We were talking about very smart stuff before. Yeah, we need to stop I think we're entitled to really reveal our true selves. True. And let's get dumb. What motivated me to bring this up was, Steve, you brought in uh, a lovely dish. I haven't had any of it yet, but Claire made a blueberry um, bread pudding. Yeah. Which sounds enticing to me. It is. So I'll get in there. She That's made that, why I brought it in. She made that for uh, birthday. Your, your birthday. Yesterday. Happy birthday, by Thank the way. Thank you very much. Uh, so we will, uh, we'll, we'll dive into some of that later on. But this is a food-related conversation. <laughs> this is not the connoisseur. No, it is not. not your parents' connoisseur. And Nick is giggling because I think he knows what it's about. So we we were at Subaru uh, doing our live broadcast a couple weeks ago. And I was uh, online. And I was just pulling up some stuff. And I saw... I saw sometimes these headlines, like in prep services, I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. And it was like uh, five f- five of the best celebrity chef egg salad recipes. <laughs> and I just turned to Nick and I go, Nick, what's your favorite celebrity egg salad recipe? <laughs> and then, uh, un you know, warranted, I just was doing it as a throwaway joking right. line. Nick gives me his top three favorite <laughs> types of salads. Of course he did. <laughs> and so then we started having a discussion amongst me and Casey and Nick of... Yeah. Favorite types of salads. Now, by that, not really meaning uh, lettuce-based salads. Anything. We we were keying off of egg salad, but we were going through things like macaroni salad, potato salad, uh, chicken salad, tuna salad. Mm -hmm. And macaroni, did you say? I said macaroni. Okay, sorry. And there's three three bean salad. There's bean salad. Okay, yeah. There's all kinds of different salads. I ranked my five. All right, what were your your five? tossing my in there? No, no, no. (laughs) Well, you know. That, yeah, that's number I six. have no interest in having my salad toss. I have, I to I've me, never, no, no, no. no. I, listen, when a guy asks for it, I'll do it. Okay, but <laughs> you'll do it, but you don't want it done. I, uh, but no, I don't. Either way, that's what my bidet is for. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Nick's favorite salads. Oh, uh, you want to <laughs> one to five or five to one? Five to one. Let's. Five, 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 I like ending it three. Yeah, all right. With a drum roll before we get to yeah. one. Number five. Yeah. And this is just my personal ranking. Yes. Tuna. Okay. Then number four. Wait, wait. What do I just 
right. I'll forward it to you. I wrote it down Tuesday, so I didn't forget. Do you have Rizzo counting them off, by the way, Casey? Not directly. He does the other way. Tuna? Three. All right, number five. I'll tell you all my salads. I'll toss you on salad. I'll toss your salad back there by the house over there. This is my ranking. Number five, tuna. Steve, number four, potato. Number three, egg. Number two, macaroni. Wow. Number one, chicken. Chicken salad. Oh, okay. So you're you're. I admire your diversity. I say I would disagree heartily a lot of it, but, but I wow. but I believe in your your <laughs> this list. I think you and I, I believe it means something to you, and I and I, I respect that. Thank really, you. Because you and much. I are, we're on the same page quite a bit. We are. Food However, related. I'll right. tell you this: I stand in direct contradiction to my wife's own salad loves. Someone okay. uh, who I've seen naked. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's that. So, so there's that. Right. Um, I, I love. Well. I, let you go first. I want to hear everyone else's before I commit to my list. Uh, I'm actually making my list right oh, now. All right. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't uh, all right. I'm going to go. I'll tell you. I, this. I, 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 I need to say, come up with number five. I, I'll tell you what. I, okay, okay. No, I was going to say I could go first because I don't like any of those because they contain oh. mayonnaise and it. You don't like mayonnaise? No. It, okay. To me, it disgusts me. I could tolerate There's mayonnaise chicken. in my shorts right now. I could tolerate chicken salad. You know what, though? Hang on a second. I One, one of the best tuna salads I've ever had was not mayonnaise-based. It was oil-based. See, that I could do. With, like, some capers and a little lemon in there. I, it's just... And, and listen, I used to like it, but, like, over the years, I just... I can't stand mayo. So, any okay. of those, I, I pass up on What them. about cream cheese? Can you do cream cheese? Um, like uh, if it's like a cream cheese salad. I don't like cream cheese that okay. much, but if it's light, it's maybe. Cream cheese I uh, saved this recipe for an egg salad that calls for cream cheese. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I hate egg salad. Hmm. Oh, so that would be uh, would I, that not even. I'm not a fan five? of potato salad. In in the battle of there's okay. always potato salad and macaroni salad side by side. Macaroni wins every time. All right, I got my list here. All right, uh-huh. all right. So, and two of them are kind of the same. The same Why thing. is there no TV coverage of this? Well, I, I'll explain here. So, so I have I have number five is pasta salad, but num- oh, but number. <laughs> But number four is macaroni salad. And Casey's like, well, they're the same thing. No, no not the way no. I... Thank you. No. Yeah. Heathen. So pasta pa- salad doesn't have mayo. Yes, no, I right. could go with pasta salad. That's oil-based, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's usually oil or maybe some uh, um, uh, Italian dressing yes. or something like that. I, I love wait, pasta salad. Does macaroni salad have mayo in it? Yes, yeah. it does. Oh, okay. And I, you're, I, thinking, you're thinking maybe a different version of macaroni salad, but yes, it's it's got uh, mayo and sometimes a little sugar. So sometimes they make it a little bit. I've sweet. had macaroni salad, cheese. I've had pasta salad with <laughs> something that was very similar to like a um, a mayonnaise ish well, type of thing. But but I uh, macaroni salad and can operate on many oh different man. levels. And Casey, I mean pasta salad. Excuse right, me. Right. Yeah. So Casey has a point though that pasta salad can be made with macaroni. But that's not macaroni salad. Right. No. Yes. Right. Unless you're a jerk. Now, somebody just te- texted something that I completely forgot about and would put on my list. So I'll, I'll, I, I Is it ambrosia? It's, no, it's ham salad. You guys ever had ham salad? I don't is that like, like Is that like hoagie salad? Because I've hoagie No, salad. it's not quite like ho- hoagie. Hoagie dip is kind of hoagie yeah. salad, I guess you'd call that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, ham salad is essentially, it's Good ham job. and some relish and mayo and salt and pepper. And it's, you know, kind of blended up. And, and the, the, the ham is... Is uh, finally like not even minced. It's like even yeah, smaller okay. than that. It's kind of blended. I've had it with like yeah. cubed ham in it, Preston. Oh, man, that I, too. Right. That's so a chunky. I, I, that's chunky ham salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, let me let me finish on, my list. Right. Get on my back. 
It's over. <laughs> it's over. All right, so. Coming back, being that, people trying to tell me what their favorite sounds were. <laughs> I got my own list. Remember, this is stupid precedent, Steve Chap, by the way. Yep. Uh, number three, I would make uh, tuna salad on my list. I do. It's got to be made the right way, though. That's the thing I'm really picky about it. That my favorite, one of my favorite tuna salads is from a Panera. Uh, number two would be chicken salad, and without question, no holds barred. My absolute favorite type of salad is potato salad. Wow, potato! Wow. Do you boil them? I love it. I mash them. I shove them in a stew. <laughs> no, but I like all different kinds of, uh, I like the, the German potato salad. Potatoes. Or, yep. I like, um. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Tons of different. My mom made this really great potato salad, which we, every now and then, it's a lot of work to make it, but every now and then we'll make it. It's got uh, bacon and egg and uh, uh, pickles and bread and butter pickles. I know you hate those, yeah, Casey. not a big fan. Uh, but yes, I, lo- I think potato salad is by far my number one. And so, so that's we're just not me talking personally. about any lettuce-based salad, kale-based so salad. I think we're staying salad. away from no, that. No, because okay. that's, that's, just wanted to that's make a sure. standard. And there's, yeah. So in that case, I would love a Mediterranean salad. I would love, um, I'd love a Greek salad. Spinach. Uh, arugula. Also as well, Preston, but uh, uh, like a, a feta, olives. Actually, um, I will go with a wedge. I yeah, like a good wedge. All of all of that in a classic like a Mediterranean <laughs> stew. Stew. Yeah. All right, Steve, I want to hear your list. Salad stew. Um, okay. I don't even know if I can put this. I, all right, so I love tuna salad. Okay, is that your five or your one? Um, okay, this is hard, man. This I know. I thought it seems this seems frivolous and <laughs> no, stupid. On this, the this, you try it. Wars, wars you have been tr- fought over this. You what? try and make your list of top. The salads. Peloponnesian War was a salad-based <laughs> war. I did the not Peloponnesian know that. Yeah, war. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I'm gonna go. No. <laughs> You you twisted my melon because um, of the last second introduction of pasta salad. Okay, yeah. Um, because pasta salad is so versatile. You could put tuna in a pasta salad. You could yes. put chicken in a pasta there, salad. Absolutely, but I, but I think that it still remains at its heart. Whatever you add to it, a pasta salad. I love yeah. tuna salad prepared. Exa- I'm like you, man. It's got to be the right way. Be right way. If yeah. you f it up, I'll slit your throat. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this: we actually have a, a tuna salad brought in from the Broadway Deli on Hicksville uh, Road in uh, Long Island from our relatives. Every time they come down, that's, that's the best. That's the best. Your favorite? That's our favorite. Okay. All right, and then you move on to I would say, um, like, you know, um, chicken salad's okay. I lo- in a barbecue setting where you have potato and macaroni, macaroni always wins. I'm going to go with tuna and pasta salad as my favorite salads. Okay. I don't, I don't like potato salad. I hate egg salad. Uh, macaroni again w- will be a winner. I- Chicken in a pinch. But I, I'm 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 not as oh, my palate is not as cultivated as as yours as I, you guys. I do like egg salad, but I will back you up, Steve. It can be a little scary sometimes. Yeah. It can be a little daunting. Do you like deviled eggs? Not much. Okay. And then to me, it's, it's kind of like yeah. deviled eggs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. Well, not not surprised, but uh, my friend Matt just texted me, why didn't we include fruit salad? And I, oh, I mean, man, I didn't even think that, of that. Yeah. No, I, I ha- love fruit salad. But we're going to have to, I think, are we st- we're yeah. staying savory. I know. God said, damn we, we are staying savory. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't think of it until pre- when you brought up ham salad, Preston. That made me think of shrimp because they're both pink. Shrimp. So oh, then I was thinking salad. shrimp salad. Oh, wow. I just want to quote the Wiggles: yeah. fruit salad, salad. Yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Do any of those? Um, do they, Nick? Do any of them sneak into your top five? You had mentioned shrimp salad. Does that 
sneak into your top five at all. I'm afraid shrimp does. I, I think oh, shrimp. Yeah. Okay, so, shrimp, what, what, so you're saying tuna's out. What does yeah, it sh- bump from your original five, yeah, which sh- was shrimp bumps tuna? Yeah, because tuna you kidding? was his, tuna was his fifth. Yeah. Are you kidding? I agree. I like shrimp salad. No, it's never had be made, it. It's got like at a good restaurant, uh-huh. shrimp no. salad can be divine. That's right. Not mm-hmm. more than tuna. That is accurate. Your opinion is right. <laughs> yeah. So tuna, potato, egg, macaroni, and chicken. But now tuna's been removed. It's now shrimp salad, uh-huh. potato, yeah. egg, macaroni, and chicken. Yeah. All right, somebody texts in and says, why is no one saying cucumber salad? Oh, yeah, that's wow, Cucumber salad's that's, really that's good. good. Because our genitals to, are intact. I used to make that all the time. I forgot about that. I'm and that has no mayo. That's yeah. like yeah. an oil uh, yeah. thing with a uh, little okay. sugar in there, make it sweet. Mm. All right, for a summer salad, mm. if you're going to have for a meal, okay. a pasta salad... Yeah, is yes. the way to go. Yeah. Is that the and one that's got like massively versatile? You can have all different diff- types of pasta. You can put chicken in it. You can put tuna in it, especially if it's nice and cold. Yeah, so, I like that. So mm. you're, you're, you keep saying barbecue in summer. Like the thought of a mayo based something at a Sitting barbecue out on a makes table? me nauseous. Right? <laughs> Don't you though? Isn't a macaroni and potato salad a, a standard at a picnic? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. You're potato right, salad is like the go to. I will leave the macaroni salad on the table. Every okay. time, okay. every single time on the poker table. Yeah, but but you when you brought in They're pasta salad, in. I'm I'm all about <laughs> pasta salad. I like uh, those little squirrely, uh, little swirly, whatever those things are called, pastas. They're, um, they're actually they look, like, they look like they look like rotini. Rotini, Marissa, is that what it was? Rotini, I think. Um, they look like springs. So I know you're talking about springs, pasta. Yeah. 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 Now, do you know why those are best for pasta salad? Those actual pasta, the shapes are specific for yes. uh, for certain dishes, and why they're they're done well is because that particular shape will hold all the like the herbs and things that you mix in there. In okay, the and it traps that stuff. It'll it'll yeah, the swirlies capture that. <laughs> but of of my top five, um, the funny thing here is uh, only one of my top five will I actually do. I prefer a store bought version over a homemade version. Welcome. And uh, so that was my number five. Impressive. If potato is your number one, you have to try the potato salad from Sleepy Hollow Deli on Springfield Road. As for Ichabod Crane. It is the best potato salad uh, out there. Twist my arm. I will. Go ahead. I will uh, bring it in for you tomorrow. I'm all in. I would do... I just thought of something. What? We've done like a chili cook-off. I'd do a potato salad judging contest oh. any day of the I week. I want to. It, like, it, I'm going to call I, in sick that day. Unless I know it's from <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, I just won't eat it. Potato well, salad? Yeah. It's like that's the only potato salad you'll have? Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've never... Um, and people are like, oh, my mom's just the best. No. Your mom's a slut. <laughs> Your mom's a total whore. She's a total whore. whore. <laughs> yes. Filthy whore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your mom, your mom, you mean the filthy whore? Yeah. I don't want her salad. Um, but, yeah, so I got potato five. Pasta is four because that's the that actually has, like, cheese and, like, pepperonis and stuff in it, right? And, well, you can, can you can make yeah. it any. I, I like it with the little bits of cheese and stuff like that. It, it is so versatile. Yeah. And such a perfect summer meal. All right. Jen has a pasta salad recipe that the entire world needs to know. <laughs> All, right. All right, Jen. All right, All right Jen. The world's ears are yours. <laughs> it's not a potato salad. Hi, Casey. It's me. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jen. We went to college together. Oh, okay. She's yeah. big breast. I will like <laughs> um, <laughs> Hang on, Jen. Do you have big breasts? Because Casey just said you do. Do I have big? Do I have big boobs? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That's okay, okay. He just wanted yeah. to point that out. It, it overrided okay. your salad that was going <laughs> to redefine uh, salads. Okay. Of all, I, now, now that. Piece of no macaroni. I don't know if Casey's gonna like it. It's gonna gross Kathy out for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, but there is a good potato salad. There's a good macaroni salad with just peppers and 
vinegar and no mayo that you would like. But this is, I get Amish macaroni salad from the Acme. Those are love. And then I go to the Ardmore Farmer's Market and I get fresh cooked lobster meat, crab meat, and shrimp and cut Mm. that up. Yeah. And I mix that together. So it's a little bit of a cheat. But it's yeah, it is a cheat. So you bought, you take a store-bought pasta salad, and then you're adding uh, seafood to it. It's not a recipe. Yeah. That is a recipe. So well, it's a recipe. So it's not the best recipe in the world. Well, it, it, listen, it sounds very inventive. I don't like uh, I don't like three of the four ingredients, but otherwise, um, <laughs> it sounds like a home run. <laughs> my my boob my boobs are still big. Okay, hey, hey, Casey's very happy. About that. Wait, well, find out. What about this, Kathy? You might like this with the squirrely squiggly pasta uh-huh. and just three like um, red pepper. Yellow pepper, green pepper. Pasta meat. Onion, if you like it, if you don't. And then I use malt vinegar with uh, balsamic vinegar. Ooh. And I mix that up. And sometimes some basil, like whatever I have in my garden. And I put that, not mayonnaise-based. And it's kind of refreshing. No oil? No oil in it, Jen? Um, No oil. Okay. No. All right. Just uh, vinegar. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Jen, do you have a kitchen or a laboratory? What's going on over there? It's both. I like okay. cooking. It's the All right. Well, that's very cool. All right. Thank you, Jen. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Fred wants to defend a kind of potato salad you might actually like, Kathy. I'll go to Fred. Good Hi. morning, Fred. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. How about homemade? Have you ever had homemade German-style potato salad? It's vinegar. Absolutely no mayo. No mayo. Oh, you know what? Yes. Actually, I think I have had that, and I do like it. It's got bacon bits in it. Mm-hmm. You like and bacon. You like bacon. bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. There you there you go. I'm, I'm German, so Thank- my grandma used to make it. Excellent. Is All your right. grandma German? Thank you, Fred. I didn't know somebody who made an Italian uh, potato salad with oil and vinegar. Uh, and a little bit of uh, parsley in it, and that was pretty tasty. You too. know, it, I don't know if this is different or not, but the woman who made that potato salad that I had was Greek, so I don't know if there's a Greek potato salad or if they're sort of making it like hmm. he said, like the Germans do, but it, well, yeah, it was that vinegar-based. I just forgot something that I really do love as well, and that's salad, but quinoa salad. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Quinoa salad, yeah. and specifically... I'm over quinoa. The landing. yeah. Which is Nick Elmy's has the best quinoa salad I've ever had in my life. So I made what I thought last year was a out of this world uh, fruit salad. Uh, There was a guy at the shore who I met who they they have these guys who drive around this truck. It's called Fresh Fruit. Right. And they pull up and they get out of the truck and they ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. And they stop there and go, Fred! (laughs) This really long Fresh Fruit. Fresh fruit scream. Well, I got this, this guy, Bernie, yeah. was his name, and he, and he brought a bunch of fresh fruit over for him. It was really, really nice. It's kind of a welcome to the neighborhood type of thing. And it was, you know, like uh, pineapple and mango, and uh, I had some bananas and, you know, a lot of great fruit. So anyhow. And was it indeed fresh? Yeah, it was, it was, and okay. it was perfect condition, ready to cut and go. It was all ripe and ready. So so oh, I, I cut it up, and I threw it in, and I kind of slapped together this, pota- this uh, uh, fruit salad. So rather than just the fruit being together, um, I added honey to it. And uh most important ingredient, Mayo? squeeze some fresh lemon on it. Oh, oh all right. really? Gives it even a little bit more tang. Yeah. And then I put in some walnuts in there, and it was the best fruit salad I've ever had. Oh. Thank you very much. Pat myself on the back. I was really yeah. happy. About Does that, that sound something like you would uh, you would enjoy? Yeah, well, I, when somebody huh. when they said fruit salad, I was like, well, hello. Over yeah, here. obviously eat, that would yeah. be my number one. Does fruit one. salad no. make you toot? Would, <laughs> no. would Kathy would come in with this giant bowl of fruit salad? I haven't seen it in a while, and that would be your lunch. 
Did Bubba add anything to that besides nope. just fruit? No, but you know, no. Squeeze some lemon on it. But and you know what? It, it'll it'll be it adds such a cool little zing to it. I'll tell you what though, I don't know. I mean, technically, yes, I guess that is fruit salad. But what I have to say is, like, what, if it sits for a little while and the juices from the different fruits mixed together. I'm out. Like, it has to be fresh-cut fruit. Why are you even putting it in the same container, then? I don't know. Well, because what am I going to do? Bring different containers? Yes, you, you, no, you would. But it's but it's fine. If it's fresh, you're, you're usually okay. good. But if it sits for, like, a little while, you get that. Because then they all start to taste let me, the same. Let they me mix get, together. It's no, like no, a cocktail. Like, ah, let me get this straight. Are, are we accepting fruit salads into this conversation? I think we should. We I think we should. Yeah. 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 Well, then I have to rethink my I know. Me, too. i got to rethink the whole damn list. Our eyes are disgrace. All right. Hang on. Jessica. And I agree with her on this if she's talking about potato salad. Hey, Jessica, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. So, uh, Jessica, you wanted to add a, a secret ingredient? Yes. Pickle is- juice. Pickle juice. To potato salad? And potato salad. Yes, me hmm. too. That's a big part of what makes my mom potato salad awesome is we add that pickle juice to it. Yes. Yes. You can't add as much mayo because it'll make it too runny, but yes. it is amazing. Yep. I hmm. agree. I agree. <laughs> I, you know, I do like... Um, Thank you, Jessica. I like all riffs on potato. <laughs> I do not like baked potatoes. I do not like... Potato salad. However, I like you like, uh, like red potatoes. You know, and sweet potato fries. You I like sweet potato fries. Roasted yeah. potatoes. Roasted potatoes. Do you like mashed potatoes. I do. Okay, I do. So but my, baked potato, no. Okay. No. So southern style. Um, however, I like steak fries, which are very almost. That's probably why you don't like potatoes. Yeah. 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 I don't like baked potatoes either. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. I like potatoes. <laughs> but uh, just to wrap yeah. up that part of the conversation, somebody texted this in, and I've, I was introduced to this two or three years ago, a watermelon salad with tomatoes and feta cheese. And uh, the watermelon like, yeah. is this sweetness, and then you add a little bit of saltiness of the tomato, and then cheese makes everything better. So that salad is fantastic. Okay, that sounds interesting. Really I'm, I'm open to trying it. Yeah. But you're yeah, still just... skeptical. I thought of another ingredient ingredient okay. for fruit salad oh. too is add a little mint, a little fresh cut oh, mint okay. in there, yeah. and yeah. that uh, that kind of brings it home. Huh. Um, okay, uh, somebody, a, a couple of people have texted, and we had a caller. They're not up there any longer. Why don't we get your? So if you're just tuning in, it's Salad Chat on the Preston <laughs> Steve Show. Salad Stupid chat. conversation, best salad ever. Does taco salad even count? Oh, man. No, you're, you're taking it. You're that's taking more, it. No, yeah, that's more of like a casserole or a dip. Oh, no, I was thinking taco salad is a salad. Oh, a sa- I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, ta- of like a, a, taco a taco dip. dip yeah. no, uh, well, a taco salad, yeah, that's lettuce. There's lettuce in there. We're staying away from the lettuce-based salad thing. Because We're it's too easy. potato salad and pasta salad and macaroni it's, it's salad. It's too easy. All right, I'm just sort of uh, thinking out loud here, but... My what, butt hurts. What if... <laughs> uh, my butt feels fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, what if you were to make potato salad with... Hash browns. Uh, cooked hash browns? Well, like you, fried? You, you cook them first, so you know that they're like all cooked through and everything like that. And then and then you make it, and then you have to put it, because you have to, when you're making potato salad, you got to cook the potatoes anyway. So, yeah, you boil them. You boil them, mash them, maybe you stick them in a stew press. I don't know. Yeah. But like, do you wait for, when you make a potato salad, do you wait for them to cool off before you like mix yes. it all together? Uh, ideally, yes, but sometimes. So what if you you, you, you have a big issue if yeah. they were still in a mashable condition? Yeah. So what if you were to well, do that you, with hash you don't, browns? You don't cook them to the extent if you right. can, if they get too soft, then it's going to fall apart. What's that? What if you were to do that with hash browns instead of like? Uh, mm. uh, my head hurts. Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. But maybe should try it. Sometime. I'm gonna try it. Talking about AI in this in one day is just. <laughs> Nick, can you look up uh, uh, hash brown salad? Yeah. 
and see if anything comes up. Yes, somebody is probably go to X Hamster. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. All right, go there and then. Uh, don't, oh. Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? Pops up every time. Damn Come it. on. Come on. All right, hash brown salad <laughs> recipe. Uh, uh, hash brown potato salad. Yeah, case. All right. So Did you remember sal- Salad Works? Do you remember the um the, there there was a um the original salad tossers. tossers. That was their slogan. Yeah. And sure we're not kidding. Yeah. We go to we go um we eat there a lot when we were at Y100. Yeah. They had one right yeah. in the um in the mall. Cuz they toss your salad yeah, for absolutely. you right, right there. Right there in the mall. Drop trail, let's go. Right mm-hmm. there. Uh I'm going go to go to Rob. Tongue like a cat. Hey Rob, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, up, buddy? Hey, uh, have you guys ever tried summer corn salad? No, but uh, go on. I don't know. Go ahead. So uh, you obviously have uh, – it's better with fresh corn, especially from the summer, Jersey corn. Um, and you mix up with cubed mozzarella, fresh basil, lemon juice, garlic, and uh, – fresh pieces of garlic and uh, cherry tomatoes. Ooh. It is a really good salad. It's, uh, and you serve it cold, put it in the fridge, make it the day before. What do you do? Do you and boil the uh, do you boil the corn ahead of time and then yeah, cut it you off? Make, you make your corn like you're, yeah, uh, basically boiling, yeah. but it's better to cut right from the cob. Yeah. Cob! Yeah, okay. <laughs> I dig it. All right, Rob, I like the sound of that. All right. I'm not corn, a big I'm not a big corn dude corn on that salad. level, but I'd be I, the other ingredients sounded enticing. So this hash brown potato salad, I think I'm going to make it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would do differently is says poke some holes in the hash brown package. So it is saying buy prepackaged hash browns right. and then microwave it. I, I wouldn't want to microwave it. I would much rather cook them on a griddle and and cook them through that way. You don't want to get too crispy, though. That's the thing. Oh, I wouldn't mind a little crisp in my potato okay. salad. All right, yeah. all right. Hang on, John. Off. John has an interesting <laughs> potato salad story. Call with your potato salad stories. Hi, uh, John. Good morning. Hey, uh, hey, Steve. Yes. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? That's a mom the teaching mom. her daughter how to. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> let me show you. Right. That's how every. That's the every porn movie which the mother daughter. No, yeah. no, Stephanie, not like that. Like. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. Uh, so a couple of years ago, uh, we were at a barbecue at my brother's house. My mother, who's like in her early seventies, brought over some potato salad. It was delicious. I went over to my mother's house a week later. I saw the mayo jar. Expiration date was written on the top of 2005. (laughs) (laughs) So is that the secret? Is that the secret? Uh. And and her excuse was, well, it's been kept cold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear God. I don't know if I believe that. Nobody died. Wow. Okay, interesting. Nobody got sick, so, so yeah. I, I yeah. Try I to keep your again. try to keep the mayo that you're Thanks, using Sean. within the decade you're living in. All right, this sounds weird. I'm going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Hello. Hey, Bob. You're on the air, bud. Yeah, I just want to say something. Uh, there used to be a Cajun uh, cook on the TV. I can't remember what channel. His name was Justin Wilson. Yeah, that'd be hot. I guarantee he used to say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And he used to make a potato salad without potatoes. It was made with saltine crackers and uh, salad dressing instead of mayo. What? That sounds disgusting. That's interesting. Did you not like Justin Wilson? I used to, really I used to watch him. Salad. I used to watch him all the time. Uh, you know what that you, is? That's filet mignon. I made it with crackers. Uh, did you ever try it, Rob? Yeah. It was good. No. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> All right. He says it was real good. All right. Nick, I don't know how the hell you do that. Nick actually found a video of him in the recipe. I'm going to check that out, Rob. Thanks, man. 
Hey, you're welcome. You guys have a good day. You too, thanks. To your show, all right? Oh, thank thanks, you, man. Buddy. I appreciate it. Actually, his name's Bob. I called him Rob. But yeah, Justin Wilson, I used to watch him. Was this time. right before he was committed? Uh, may have been. <laughs> Look at Jamaican potato, dad of crackers. Nick found the video of him. He looks pretty advanced in age when he did the potato, non-potato potatoes. I'm making chocolate milk out of corn. Mm. All right, well, anyhow, I would like you to further these discussions amongst your coworkers today. Make sure that make sure that you they, they feel safe. Don't approach them too hard with no. outlandish salads right off the bat. Right. Ease into yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Make them feel look, comfortable. Look, we completely forgot about fruit salad. We needed your input today. Yeah. To determine the greatest salads of all time. Given my druthers, though, I will take savory salads over sweet, over sweet, sweet salads, salads any day. I'll take any of those. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. I told you it was a stupid conversation. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of it. We're going to take a break. When we return, other dumb things to talk about. Oh, yeah. And an announcement to make about a really cool event coming to the area that we think you are going to love. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey friend, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger save the date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set. November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. Just a, a real quick, I would like to thank those who joined me yesterday at the uh, Take Steps Walk for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation at the link. Uh, my team members, the Shark Breakers. Yeah. We had a nice, uh, a nice showing, and I think we had a little over fifty people signed up on my team. Excellent. Uh, not all of them made it out. The weather was bad it in was. the morning, so it was some a people, some people didn't make it. They made the donation though, and that's the important part. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, yeah, our team was a little bit smaller uh, because of that. Listen, I, I hit on my way in. It was, it was like. I need to pull over kind of rain. And and uh, there were just... It doesn't help a charity event. There was puddle after puddle on the expressway. And it just, it, you know, mm. so it made it tough for people to get out. But by the time we finished the actual program part of it, you know, which is me handing out the awards and having people come up and tell their stories and everything... Um, the weather was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It ended up being great for the actual walk portion of it. So we didn't get to have the program outside on the field. We did it inside. But by the time we started the walk, um, we uh, uh, we ended up down on the field. So everybody got to go outside, and, and it was cool. So it was a really Have you ever been event. down on the field before? I have. Yeah. Uh, at the link, um, I got to do it, actually. You could beat a game. No. Oh. Uh, it was last year. Oh, we, no. we, were, we were shooting some video for this event, some promo video. Yeah. Oh, so I actually uh, I didn't realize that. ran out there and, and with the football and spiked it in the, in the end zone. It was it's pretty cool. Lucky. It's kind of wild to see. Now, I've been down at, at Citizens Bank Park and, you know, other uh, stadiums. It's wild when you're down there yeah. to see, to get an idea of what the athletes must be looking at, even though it's not jammed with 80,000 people, but it's still amazing. Well, when I first walked out there because of the rain, I was in the stadium in the bowl. They called yeah. that area the bowl. I... No, I was the only human being in there, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's amazing. This is pretty wild." Yeah. So I did a, a quick uh, uh, Instagram live video. I'm like, oh. "When is this ever going to happen again in my life?" So I just did a, a quick video of me standing in the middle of the field with absolutely nothing down there. It was pretty cool. That is amazing. Uh, but we raised uh, a whole bunch of money. The goal was uh, six hundred thousand dollars. Um, I, I won't know for another day or two what right. the, uh, the totals were, but uh, really. 
great showing and a lot of fun. And uh, the Sharp Breakers are some great people, really giving people on our team. And, and uh, it was just awesome to see that. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, and also I ran into, um, and I don't remember her name. I apologize. Uh, Nick, maybe you do because oh, we yeah. did we did the isolation idol. She texted me yesterday. singer contest. Giovanna, and, yeah, Giovanna, her yeah. band Dinah were there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, they were fantastic. That's awesome. She's a great voice. She's got she's got a great voice. There are two other girls that sing in that band that have great voices, and they were doing like three. And and there there's a they were all cousins by the way, except for one of the members of the band. Uh, and this kid who was 17 years old playing guitar, drummer, or I mean, uh, a singer as well. They were doing like four part harmony. Wow. And I'm like, what's the music style? Crazy jealous. They were doing, when I came, first came walking up, they were doing, uh, The Chain by Fleetwood ah, Mac. Wow. Pulling off those vocals. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Then I come back around. They were doing Couldn't Stand the Weather from Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, they played You're No Good from Linda Ronstadt. So like really cool. Oh, I you know, not normally hearing these songs live. What did she sing in our in our Isolation Idol? I don't remember. But uh, the name of the band is Dinah the Band. Yeah. D-Y-N-A-H. And uh, they're on Instagram, as uh, as you would imagine. And uh, her name is Giovanna Pisano. Dude, they were as awesome. As you can imagine. <laughs> uh, so I was very impressed with them. So it was oh, cool. Nice. There was all kinds of live music and events. So it was it was a great one. So and did you, you received your award. Did you not for media personality or something? I did. The, right. the honored uh, media honored hero. There you so go. It was a very nice uh, thing. It was a, uh, it was a Bentley, was it not? It was a Bentley. Yeah, no I, haven't, I haven't driven it yet. I'm excited for uh, that. Uh, Guys, no. this is a little too conspicuous. It was a nice plaque, actually, is what it was. Oh, that's was nice. Cool. Um, and then, Casey, you had a big event over the weekend. I did. Yeah. I had the um, Escape the Cape yesterday. So that was a, uh, it's this um, triathlon that happens. Uh, you jump off of the Cape May Lewis Ferry into the bay and... And that's where the, the triathlon starts. And it's been going on for a few years now. It sells out like every year. It's a, it's probably, and I've done a few different uh, sprint triathlons. I don't want to like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't do Olympic or full triathlons or anything it's like that. It's still amazing. But, still but, wonderful. Um, it's, yeah, it's, so three different separate events, but shorter But duration. shorter, and, yeah. yeah. So like the, the swim was, I think, about a third of a mile. The bike was only like 12 miles and the and then the 5K at the end. So, um, but you know, I've you know I've seen the footage. Right, it looks amazing. It looks like so much fun. And then I'm telling you, as I'm you know, I was with my buddy Bob, and we're walking onto the ferry, and you know the the music is blaring and people are cheering. <laughs> I was like this that because I wasn't excited about the event at all. I had had COVID a week ago. Yeah, you know uh, I wasn't feeling like I was ready for this event at all. But as I started walking onto the ferry, I was like this is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was a really, really cool event. Unfortunately, obviously, you know, there's, there's news, uh, that, um, gentleman perished while competing in the event yesterday. Uh, a 70 year old man. 70 year old man. Uh, in the, the swim portion of it, they, they took him out and he would, he, unfortunately, it's sad. Expired. It does happen. Awful. Yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, occasionally. But, uh, but while but, the event was happening, I was completely and wholly unaware of this. I didn't know about it until about, mm, after six o'clock last well, I night. Don't, yeah. Nor, nor would you know. They, and, and you, you're, you're doing, let me ask you, is it, is it, is it, uh, does it benefit a charity or is it just a straight up event? I think it's just a straight up yeah. event. That's um, fine. That's yeah. actually fine. Especially if everyone's having a good time. So here, press. There's a picture here in the studio of me and my friend Bob. Right. So Bob, I grew up with. I've known him since we were probably you know ten, twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Bob made your first potato salad with four him. years ago, Preston. Bob weighed three hundred and twenty pounds. Wow, look at him now, dude. Mm-hmm. He's looking in great shape. 
So he had um, started running, and uh, and so he runs a lot. Like he, he gets up at like three o'clock in the morning every morning, eats a little bit of breakfast, and goes for these like 10, 12 mile runs, and That's has wild. Uh, you know completely changed, changed his life. His, changed his life around. Turnaround. It's possible, right? It is possible. So if anybody is you know sitting there just you know wallowing in it, I get it. I've been there. I th- yeah, I, you know. I, I totally understand. There are apps out there called like a Couch to 5K. So if you've never, ever run before in your life and you're like, I couldn't run a mile, let alone three miles. There is an app called Couch to 5K that can get you off of your couch and get you doing a 5K. Start, though, with it, you may want to start with couch to recliner. Yeah. Which is a little, hey. <laughs> yeah. Baby, Baby steps. steps. A little more Jinx. gradual. <laughs> right. Uh, I was couch not couch to recliner to high top <laughs> right. to, exactly. to standing, right? Yep. Standing to yeah. your front porch, watching people exercise. Yeah, right. You know, my brother said this too. He, you know, like get a gym membership, and then I believe this. Like, just go to the gym, even if you just kind of hang out in there. Go in every the locker thing, room. Go every day. Yeah. Go every day. Yeah. You know, and if you don't feel like exercising, you know, like if you go to the gym every single day, you know. Maybe one day you'll you'll pick up some weights, you know, yeah. and maybe the next day you'll pick up a few more weights or whatever. You know what I mean? But if you just go there and, and make an appointment to go there, that that's, you know, one way to do it. Uh, I misrepresented myself on social media yesterday. I, I, I put up the wrong results, um, and I, there's no way for me to go back and fix that. Uh, I did not perform all that well yesterday. Yes. Uh, in my age group, uh, men uh, are 46 to 49. I came in 41st place out of 46 people. No. That means you, uh, you trounced the guys yeah. behind you. So the uh, other one said you were eighth. Uh, the other one out said twenty four uh, out of uh, twenty four people. That's that. That's how I did in the triathlon. I did while with last year. Okay. So well, um, let me speak up for you here because eighth is the new forty first. <laughs> well, I will say, listen, my my run was was abysmal. So out of uh, how many people was that? Uh, forty six people out of forty six people. I came in forty fourth place in the run. Oh, forty fourth. Yeah, but in the swim, I came in tenth place out of it's my good. age group and in the in the bike I came in 25th so I just was not I'm not a runner and and I'm telling you the last mile was like in the sand in um like really 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 soft sand and my body was like yeah you're just gonna walk this one buddy you know right. so well you did it it's a big achievement you should be proud of yourself yeah I am I am I, um and uh so uh to Steve Del Monte and everybody at Delmo Sports when you go to this thing and you look at like all the stuff going on, the logistics that it takes to put something like this on, it's, you know, the, there's a lot of work. And I've got the Bend to the Shore coming up in just about a month and a half. And the logistics that go into doing that, yeah, uh, it's it's a huge undertaking. So thank you to all of the volunteers that put that on together. Uh, our doctor's on the phone oh, line. Hey, hey. And he heard what you <laughs> said, Casey, and I think he wants to chime in real quick. Okay. So from uh, Fox 29 and Penn Medicine. Please welcome Dr. Mike Serigliano. Yo, Dr. Mike. Hey, I'm not causing trouble this week. I just want to add one thing to Casey. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I've witnessed him morph. I mean, I've seen this in the office naked. Yes. And and he has... (laughs) Oh, God, I'm sorry. He has changed his whole everything. So, but look, if you're one of these people out there and you are overweight and you haven't exercised, you know, since 1983, I don't want anyone just going out for, you got to make sure that you're okay. So you want to get a stress test and make sure that you're in good shape and that you're okay to take on vigorous exercise. And and that's that's the take-home message. I applaud... 
and yeah. not not to not to say that this is what was the cause of the gentleman who passed at this triathlon, but yeah. getting a doctor's uh, go ahead before you make a major change in uh, something wise. you're doing physically is mm-hmm. a very wise move. Well, right, because there are, just like you hear about uh, these high school kids that, that uh, kind of collapse at, at the football yeah. field in the summer, um, uh, uh, you have to make sure that you get an EKG, you get an echocardiogram. Make sure that there's nothing there that's going to lead to a problem. There, there are conditions that, that you don't want to exercise like that, like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, for one. You know, you want to make sure that that... You don't have that, and and look, I you got to start moving your bones. If you do that, you're going to invest in your health 401k. It's yep. true. It's yep. true. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you for the tip, Doctor Mike. Love you. Love, Love you. you. All right. Uh, he's definitely right, but but you can get up and and get moving. Go go on a walk. Honestly, yeah. Walk, yeah. walk to the recliner. I have a friend yeah. who I was telling you guys off <laughs> air exercises twice a day, and like. When she's on her second workout, I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you doing over there? Oh, hi. I'm going to be sitting over here if you uh, need me. Uh, so, anyhow. Make, make well, a fruit salad. Uh, listen, uh, regardless of how you did on it, congratulations, man. You did a, uh, you, you finished it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah who absolutely. cares where you finished? You, you uh, That's what I said uh, earlier. You're the only one that did a triathlon this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, the only but- thing. I had, uh, you know, I was training in a good direction, and so I was just disappointed. But I, I also, I didn't, you know, really train all that much, and I wasn't feeling all that hot, uh, you know, a week ago or whatever. But e- either way. You're all good. I'm good. Yep. I yeah. mean, you you had you had uh, the, the vid a while ago, and you're back from that. I yep. did. Yep. I did. All right. Um, I think, uh, huh? yeah, yeah, Giovanna's on the line. Hey! We were just talking about her and her band, <laughs> the Dyna Band, so she won our uh, isolation. Adult. Hey, Giovanna, how you doing? Hi guys, how are you? Wonderful. It was it was lovely to see you and your band yesterday. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so cool to meet you finally in person. That's yeah. right. You never got to yeah because no. of the whole it was, it was during lockdown. So uh, no, you guys were you guys were fantastic. I was very very impressed. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had such an amazing time. It was such a cool event to be a part of. Excellent. And so you were telling me that everybody in the band, you guys are all cousins. Yeah. So it's my. Three cousins and my uncle, actually, and then one of my best friends. Okay. Was your best friend the girl playing the guitar? Yes, that's Catherine. She's a badass. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I've always, they and all of them were great singers. I've always yeah. wanted to be, now I can't sing. I right. can I can kind of carry two, but I can't, you know, do f- harmonies and flawless and stuff you like that. Yodel. I've always wanted to be in a band with like three or more great singers. Because it's just yeah. got, it's just got some power behind it so do you guys need a drummer <laughs> i think she's good that's a no yeah i guess because her cousin she would have to kick her cousin out of I, I've, gotten that. That, I've gotten that laugh when i've asked girls out sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable yeah you were uh, joking right uh, you, got, you got any gigs coming up coming up since uh, we got you on the line yeah, so our next public gig is um, July 3rd at the Bridgeport Rip House. So if anybody's in that area, definitely come out and check us out. All right. Excellent. Cool. Well, nice to hear from you, Giovanna. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Thank you guys so much. No this problem. We'll see awesome. You. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. All right. Yeah, they were really, really good. I was I was very impressed with them. So nice. Um, all right. Well, listen, while we have we have a couple minutes before we're going to make this announcement. And uh, I did notice a couple of things. This is kind of a, oh a, 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 a it's a mini noticer, a mini noticer, mini noticer, a noticer. Yeah, a noticer. 
Um, so this was yeah, let me see. this was sad news, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, but legendary Philadelphia car collector, Dr. Yeah. Frederick uh, Simeon. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, he passed away. Have oh. you ever been over to the car museum? Yeah. I have not. I have heard about it. And that's his museum, right? It's named after him, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. And Nick, um, so Morris Animal Refuge, uh, one year had their their uh, their fur ball there. I emceed the event. And man, it is amazing. And An over, unbelievable collection of cars. Over a period of 50 years, he collected, um, accumulated one of the world's greatest collections of Racing sports cars. He was a retired neurosurgeon. Yeah, and so that was just his his hobby of sorts, which obviously passion. grew. But he wanted yeah. to share. And so, the, and the, it, everything is wonderfully preserved, and there's all sorts mm. of great uh, insight into these these vehicles, and just amazing. Yeah, he was the director of the uh, Simeon Foundation Automotive Museum, and he had said that his collection happened largely by luck and uh, a, 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 a certain amount of passion. Uh, he was 86 years old, and I really don't know anything outside of that. But I'd uh, I'd always heard about how cool that is, and it goes; these cars go way, way back in time, right? Yeah, and the there's earliest. unique. I forget there was one that blew me away, and I'm I'm this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I forgot why. I think it was it ran on on hydrogen or something. Or really? Yeah, it was it was whatever the fuel system was. It was completely unique to this vehicle, and uh, all sorts of um, you know. Different starting mechanisms and ignition stuff, and uh, just uh, there's just countless vehicles there. It's well worth checking out if you can. Here, real quick, I've got uh, Nick that says the history. It says uh, uh, Frederick uh, Simeon's father was a general practitioner, ran his, uh, ran his medical practice out of a row house, row, row house, row house in Kensington. Uh, when his father died in '72, he was left with eight thousand dollars in four cars, which were stored in a garage on Clearfield Street. He grew this collection. Of the next four decades, and in 2008, he donated the entire collection of cars to the museum's foundation, uh, which now owns the titles to the cars. From 1982 until the museum's opening in June 2008, the cars were stored in a garage near 8th and Lombard Street in Philadelphia. Uh, so, yeah. How he, many cars are currently there, do they say? I do not know. Nick could... It's a, oh, uh, 21 exhibits and 70 cars in the mm. permanent collection. So, when we were there, there were, one of the guys was telling me about how they will occasionally take them out into the lot and, you know, t- turn them over and, and run them a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, obviously, on other cars, they have the, the battery system where the... You know, they, they, they keep it plugged in. So a trickle you, have, you have to store yeah. the cars in the right way, yeah. I got a, a text from RC last night uh, telling me about this and that uh, RC said that his GT was on display not that long ago, like like huh. a week or two ago. What, at this museum? Yeah. Okay. So this is pretty cool. And, and I, having not been there, I don't know what this looks like, but I like the description. The cars are arranged, in, uh, arranged chronologically and in diorama vignettes. Yes. So they have these little yes, they do. For it's very cool. That's yeah. really like awesome. for example, if if one was in a particular race, behind it is is like will be a snapshot of a large blown up picture of the race it was at. Okay, hang on, some calls here coming in. I'm going to go to Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How hey, are you? Good. What's up, Glenn? Uh, about 15 or so years ago, Doctor Simeon operated on my mother-in-law's brain tumor, and mm. I, I have to tell you, the man was just such a gentleman, and oh. he had a very funny sense of humor because. 
we, my wife and I caught him in the elevator and said, how did it go? And he said, it went well. Everything was great. And he said, and my wife said, well, how big was the tumor? He said, big as a watermelon. And I thought my wife was going to faint. <laughs> he had a very, very, very funny sense of humor. And he was, a, he was actually a very great guy. He was Aww. very nice. I couldn't, I couldn't say any more about him. Um, but he is, uh, well, he'll be well missed. Well, Glenn, Glenn, were you familiar with the, the automobile collection? Uh, I was, and, and in fact, uh, when I saw him, uh, I knew of that time that he was collecting cars and whatnot. And I don't think that I don't think it was open back then. I can't remember, but he did tell me that he had all these cars, and he was going to start showing them. And, and we got into a conversation. And um, like I said, the, the guy was just okay. Uh, he had the time in the world to talk to. You. He, oh. he was just a great man. Wow. He's going to be well missed. Okay, well-missed. thanks for the story. We appreciate it. No problem. Right. There's a couple of big car collectors out my way in Harleysville. There's a um, uh, there's a guy named uh, oh, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Dave. He pretty much owns all these properties in Skipback, and he's got all these garages. Is it Dave Skipback? It's not Dave Skipback. They um, named the town after him? No. Moyer. Dave no, it's Moyer? not Moyer. Because there's a ton of Moyers out there's there. There's a lot of Moyers, and no, but it's not that, and I can't believe, I can't remember his name. There is a anyway. place out your, in your general area, Preston, I went to, um, and, and um, there is a tremendous amount of, there's a large couple of barns, and there are, not only are there cars, but there are agricultural um yeah, like vehicles. And yeah, like yeah, and and like from you know 1900 and 1888 right. or whatever. Uh, Markle, those, Dave Markle. There Markle. Know, Yeah. And, um, uh, did you go through the? Uh, it might be he might have have a hand in that. He's he's I think mainly owns uh, Ferraris. Did wow. I did you go, go through, through the, the alphabet? alphabet? I did not go through the goddamn. I really alphabet. want to try I, I this. I thought you were purposely ignoring him. Uh, I, I can't do that live on the air. Um, so anyway, uh, and then there's another person who lives or just. Uh, just a couple miles from me. I don't know who he is, but he's got this large garage, and every now and then the front of it is open, and there's all kinds of uh, racing cars that are in really? there that, that look like Formula One type cars. Now they're not. I'm sure they're not Formula One, but they're they're older. Uh, but so you know, people collect these things. Would you ever like drive up to the house and just say, you know, ask? I actually thought about yeah. it, but I've seen him outside, and he's. Probably in his nineties, by the way he looks. Yeah, that's my. Life. I don't want to scare him. One of them radio guys. Uh, hang on a second, scumbag. Let me. <laughs> Is it Nick? Is driving vibrant? around all willy nilly. <laughs> I'm going to play the rock and roll out of my car. Scumbag. Rye bread. Rye bread. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Eric. My lunch, scumbag. Let me go to Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. What's up, buddy? Hey, my father lives around the corner from those garages on Clearfield Street. Um, My stepmother used to, like 25 years ago or so, my stepmother used to keep her Cadillac in those garages. She had a big red Cadillac Eldorado with a white top. In Dr. Simeon's garage? I, I'm pretty sure it's the same garages because okay. my father, because like they would have to walk around the corner to go get the car, and my father would be like, "Oh, you should see this car I saw. You should see this. This okay. must have like ten garages there or something." Because he's always got these cars coming out, and, I'm like, and my father is like, "Oh my god! Like cars are 
his he his he'll passion. Do something wrong down mm-hmm. the street and he'll be like, Wow, look at the lines on that or look at that murder, right. this, that yeah. yeah, he's that type of Eric, what so. kind of car did your uh, mother mother in law have? A stepmom she, she she had a I believe it was an eighty six Cadillac it was either like a late seventies or mid eighties Cadillac Eldorado. Wow. It was red it, and four doors. It was the older style with the with like the long back and the yellow and, and a white top. That's um, a wild. I what the, the interior may have been red too. I don't remember. But she didn't happen to be a was. pimp, was she? <laughs> 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 she actually, she actually came like right from Germany, and uh, she um she she like worked for like Bailey Banks and Biddle is like a, a house keeper i guess and like she claimed like she actually i don't know how true it is but my stepmother actually claimed that when she she was in england at one time and she worked in a house where the beatles lived oh, so, okay that's just conceivable yeah, you know what i mean my stepmother wasn't really one to like exaggerate or bs but Eh, the Beatles, like you actually kind of knew the Beatles a little bit. Eh, okay, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eric. Interesting story. Appreciate it, man. Um, let me go to, hang on a second. I have uh, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up, Jackie? So the guy you were talking about was Dave Markle. Yes. 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 I eventually figured it out. Yes. He did the oh, alphabet figured... thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because um, uh, my other half collects cars and it's a small group of guys okay and, and uh, did, did, dr simeone and yeah okay so he knew dr simeone very well Aww. he actually actually um my uh my other half bob he is a uh, surgeon too oh. but he's much younger than uh, he's about 20 years younger and when he um he was in the lunchroom with dr simeone years and years ago and he had just bought a Ferrari, and it was $6 million. $6 and, uh, million. Yeah. Wow. Dr. yeah, yeah. And uh, Bob said to him, that's my dream. And he said, good luck, because I can't imagine what it's going to be when, uh, when you know, you're, you're going to be able to do this. Right. And it's just, yeah. Six so million bucks. Six million dollars. And that was back, oh, my gosh, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and he has in his um, in his museum, he has the only one and only, and I don't. It's an Alfa Romeo, but I don't know which kind it is. But it's the only one in the world. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's so, uh, those little jewels impressive. that they have. Yeah. Very the refrigerator much so. Perry Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. He could fit. Yeah. That that's what made yeah. it so unique. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that was um, uh, sad to see, and I've never been there, and I, I would like to check that out. It's supposed to be just fantastic. Well, apparently, that, been there, yeah, because the, the, uh, obviously we were there for a charity function with Morris Animal, and, and uh, I think it, it does get used for that. They have the ability to entertain and, and run, you know, banquets and stuff like that. So. Yeah, talk about a different, you know. Oh, it's like going to the aquarium, the New Jersey Aquarium, and it's having an cool. event there, having a place like you know when you have these cool things to look at yeah. outside of your event. It's Makes really it awesome. Great. So. Uh, so I thought I would pass that along. That's the only thing I have time to notice. I apologize. That was a super duper itty bitty noticer. Teeny weeny noticer. Uh, the reason we're cutting that short is because we have an announcement to make. Uh-huh. And uh, you may have heard a little teaser clip that we were playing throughout the morning. And we are officially now announcing coming live to Philadelphia. In fact, this will be Sunday, September 18th at the Met. It is the Always Sunny Podcast at the Metropolitan. 
and members of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are going to be doing their podcast live on stage in front of an audience. That's pretty amazing. So we can guarantee uh, Rob and Glenn and Charlie, and Charlie will yes. be there, possibly Caitlin. Yes, it's their podcast, and uh, every now and then they allow Caitlin to come on with them. <laughs> right. And you never know who else might show up. Right. Uh, Danny's not uh, scheduled to be there. Correct. But who knows what's going to happen between now and September. Uh, So this is a really cool event to see some of your favorite cast members live on stage at the Met, having a good time, just uh, sitting around talking, talking about the show. This is something they're excited for, so you know they're going to bring their A game. And and if you've ever heard the podcast, it's a lot of fun. So So tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. You can click contest at WMMR.com for complete details, including... Thursday's pre-sale and a chance to win for MMR VIPs. So Marissa was going through the podcast. They're currently on season three, episode 13, and she and Nick Murphy were kind of going over this, and they think that they could potentially be on season four, episode 11. That is the gang cracks the Liberty Bell by the time they get to uh, Ah. this particular uh, coincidence. I I think it's perfect. So, and I tell you what. We have a pair of tickets to give away right now. Yep, we'll take caller number 17, and we will give you tickets to go to the event. It's the Always Sunny Podcast, live September 18th at the Met. All right, 215-263-WMMR, caller number 17. Tis yours. We'll take a break and come back in a second. Bizarre File Stories all the way back. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You make sure I always see the daylight. Monoskin. Fozzy. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We shall do another run of the beat file. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by 80 Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. 80 Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. And you can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. So, battling rampant inflation, Zimbabweans are counting their toes as they struggle to buy food for their families. An internet rumor blazed through the country that desperate people were selling their toes for cash. The false report became so widespread that the country's deputy minister of information, Kindness Paradza, visited street vendors in central Harai earlier this month to debunk it. One by one, the traders took off their shoes to show that they had all ten of their toes. Uh-huh. As Zimbabwe's state media recorded the Let digital investigation. Let me check your biggies. Yeah. Uh, Paradza had declared the toes for money story a hoax, as did local and foreign fact checkers. Police later arrested a street vendor who now faces a fine of six months in jail. The one thing they can't explain is the Toes for Kids campaign, Preston. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the kids, yeah. they need something to play with. 1-800-TOES-FOR-KIDS. Uh, so he faces six months in jail on charges of criminal nuisance for allegedly starting this false story. Mm. Uh, it is starkly true, however, that Zimbabweans are finding it increasingly difficult to make ends meet since the start of Russia's war in Ukraine. Zimbabwe's inflation rate has shot up from 66% to more than 130%. You know, we left out a salad. Toast salad, though, is very good. According to official statistics, the war is blamed for rising fuel and food prices. In what was described as a bizarre and brutal knife attack... Uh, that left a Georgia husband and wife dead in their apartment two years ago. Prosecutors this week revealed that the husband's body was found covered in a blanket 
with a Darth Vader statuette and a coffee mug parched on his uh, perched on his back beside a lone cowboy boot. What the hell? Very weird detail. Yeah. So the uh, the information on the killings emerged this week uh, at the murder trial of the slain woman's son who had been living with her and his uh, stepfather at the time of their deaths, Anthony Douglas Schaffner. is accused of murder in the slayings of his mother, Rebecca, and his stepfather, Kenneth. Uh, their bodies were discovered the next day in the living room of their home. Uh, Schaffner, a former correctional officer at a state prison, had previously been implicated in a federally prosecuted methamphetamine ring involving inmates. He pleaded guilty. He served 28 months in prison. And at some point after his release, he moved in with the Griffins. But for some reason... He put a statue of Darth Vader on him after he killed him. And it's just one of these weird details that's coming out. Is that a message to the Empire? I don't know. Maybe. Judge uh, Tieva Bell marched into the inmate holdover room Thursday to garner a guilty plea from a defendant being isolated to minimize contact with others. The prosecutors and court reporter joined her as part of a last-minute attempt to prevent the tenant, uh, the defendant, whose name was uh, Jacoric Enwige, from getting too close to a judge or anyone else in the courtroom because of an earlier incident. That incident happened when Enwige had asked visiting judge Belinda Hill if she liked peanut butter. He then threw his feces at Hill in an apparent attempt to feign incompetency. Wait, that's not peanut butter. He said, do you like peanut butter? And threw his poop at her. The fecal matter. The old peanut butter for poop trick. <laughs> poop. The fecal matter <laughs> spattered the pinch. How do you, how's he keeping it on his person? And plopped onto Hill's phone as well. Uh, she yeah. dodged the flung dung. Uh, Bella disclosed in court. And the guilty plea resulted in a 20-year prison sentence with credit for time served. Where was this? Uh, I, I think it was, it might have been in England. Yeah, how do you get it? How are you there in the courtroom with yeah. poop ready to throw? Yeah, the pre, the previous courtroom stunt prompted Hill to recuse herself from Mwigi's uh, pending case, the emergency relief docket, or two of which stem from his July 2018 arrest on charges of aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon and evading arrest. Do you like peanut butter? <laughs> I thought it was going to be... <laughs> Come on, enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. All right, this is uh, got a weird twist to it. Okay. Well, we're weirder than the I peanut know. butter and poop? Unfortunately, there's a lot of murders in All this right. uh, bizarre file. But the trial of a Florida woman who killed her stepfather turned husband. Oh, oh dear God in heaven. And then waited 11 hours to report his death began on Thursday. Danielle Redlick stands accused of murder in the second degree over the stabbing death of 65-year-old Michael Redlick, a former executive for the NBA's Memphis Grizzlies, by the way. What? The prosecution reiterated a claim long made by investigators in the case that the defendant browsed a dating website several hours after her husband was dead. Uh, She joined a dating site, according to the um, uh, attorney. uh, She joined a dating site uh, called meetmindful.com. The prosecution said... She put herself down in December, uh, uh, in December, December 5th of 2018 that she was looking for a long-term relationship. This is the dating website that the defendant opens while her husband is laid out dead on the floor. It will be clear from Ms. Redlick's own statements that you hear in various recordings her activity on the dating website that Ms. Redlick never wanted to make this relationship work, that she was done. First date tonight, bring a shovel. Yeah, she didn't go uh, through with the divorce and she was not interested in a life with Mr. Redlick. Daniel Redlick is offering an affirmative defense in the case. Uh, admitting to the underlying fact of the slaying, but arguing that she only killed the man in self-defense. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so the stabbing was the culmination of a long period of domestic abuse, the defense says. Uh, Michael Redlick had once punched his former stepdaughter in the face, the defense said, and had grown increasingly aggressive as time went on and their relationship as it deteriorated. Law enforcement doubts that the story to the defendant's allegation, alleged actions in the hours after the stabbing occurred, in addition to allegedly checking her messages on the dating app, Daniel Redlick allegedly attempted to clean up the crime scene and offered a conflicting story when she finally died, dialed 911. Uh, it's just what she had initially thought, she said that she thought her husband died of a heart attack. Uh-huh. So there's that, too, which is, this is just a bizarre story, man. You know what? It always gets complicated when you date your stepchildren. Do you know, why does it have to be so confusing? <laughs> and then one final story, and we'll end with a sweet one, Okay. Aww. A lost dog in Florida decided to cope with the situation via retail therapy. Employees at a Dollar General in Bradenton called police this week reporting that a giant dog that wouldn't leave. And police said in a viral Facebook post that includes body cam footage of the canine lumbering around the store that the 135-pound dog, whose name turned out to be Bentley, had entered the store on his own and spent a couple of hours browsing <laughs> before it was closing time, and the staff didn't want to turn the general giant out onto the street. Fortunately, Bentley had a microchip. Good. And officers were able to track down his owner. The dog had apparently, microchip. Uh, the dog had apparently broken through a gate at the home where he lives before he attempted his shopping spree, but he just <laughs> entered into the store and just hung out there. Just wandered around. For a couple hours, and it was time to close, and they were like, what do we do about the dog? 135 pounds. Yep, and they found uh, they found his family, which is cool. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Um, sorority party. Okay. No, let's do that. Thank okay. you, Casey. Right. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, on yeah. Wednesday, and we're headed back to Parks Casino. And our activity this time around for the sorority party... Square dancing. We've joked about it enough. We figured, why not do it? This is true. And we're getting towards the end of these, so I'm going to have three to give away now. We'll take our first three callers at least 21 years of age or older, and you want to join us at Parks Casino Wednesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Give us a call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll get you the first drink. We'll set you up with a free happy hour buffet. We'll introduce you to your new sisters. Yes. And we'll square dance. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but our the Federation of Delaware Valley Square and Round Dancers will be calling the event. So we are looking forward to this and you being there. So give us a call now. Put you on the list. We'll be back in just a moment. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. How you doing on a Monday morning? Hopefully halfway decent. We got uh, a cool week ahead of us. We have some fun things planned, including the sorority party. We just did some invites for that. Uh, we're getting you signed up for the, uh, I believe, for Preston and Steve blood drive. And new word of the week prize, which we'll get to in just a little bit. 
You have your first uh, letter to keep track of and maybe walk away with a very cool prize. Uh, in the meantime, speaking of prizes, we are going to give away for the lesson question a float experience from Halcyon Floats. I've actually been to Halcyon Floats a couple of times. It's pretty amazing. Really cool, yeah. So uh, the question that we are going to go with, let me see. Uh, Okay, let's go with this. Uh, Which of my physical features does Nick really hate? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. So rude. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Which of my physical features does Nick really hate? And we didn't find out till this morning. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. You can get to Rita's and grab a five layer gelati. Back for a limited time only. The Reader's Rita's five layer gelati is more ice, more custard, and more yum. What's going on, Steve? Well, Christina Aguilera hit the stage at the LA Pride concert over the weekend in Los Angeles wearing a strap on. According to Aguilera, it was the exact same strap on she wore as a judge on The Voice. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and though she wasn't invited to her wedding, Britney Spears' mom, Lynn Spears, commented on an Instagram picture of the event saying, Britney looked radiant. Lynn also sent along a gift basket, which included chew toys and pee pads. (laughs) And finally, 52-year-old Diddy announcing he's dating 28-year-old rapper Young Miami. Diddy says he was introduced to her by her mother, Old Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) That's your Hollywood trip. right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the question. And what did we find out? What, uh, which of my physical features does Nick really hate? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, buddy. All right, what does Nick hate about me? <laughs> he don't like your ears. My ears. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second, Tom. <laughs> you got yourself a float experience from Halcyon Floats. You can give Dad the ultimate gift of relaxation this Father's Day with a float from Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. HalcyonFloats.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, and look at this. It's brought to you by Halcyon Floats. Ah. You can give Dad the ultimate gift of relaxation, as I just said. This Father's Day with a float from Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's Premier Float Center. Relax, recover, reset. HalcyonFloats.com. You spell that H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. So HalcyonFloats.com. Uh, an older fan of the Killers in uh, at a show in Manchester, England on Saturday got some concern and attention from singer Brandon Flowers after he was dropped by the fans while crowd surfing. Oh, no. uh, Flowers halted the show to jump off the stage and check on the 67-year-old concert goer who was named Billy. And Flowers shared footage and a few pictures from the incident on social media in which oh. Bill... Billy. <laughs> uh, in which Billy told Flowers I was enjoying myself. Uh, at the time of the incident, Brandon said to the crowd, who drops a guy? Who dropped him? Is he okay? His head's bleeding a bit. Let's take care of him. And after venturing into the crowd and heading to Billy's side for a brief conversation and a hug, Flowers returned to the stage where he told the crowd, uh, I said, Billy, what are you doing? And you know what he said? He said, I'm enjoying myself. I had my head, you scumbag. So... <laughs> 
Uh, the Killers Tour. I want to fight you. What? <laughs> I thought you are having Get a good time. Get away from me. <laughs> That's what he says to him when he comes over. Get away from me. Get away from me. Billy. Come on, Billy. What's the problem? I want to fight you. <laughs> trying to help. You hit your head. Count backwards. I'll break it over your head. Whoa. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, Stop see, backwards. He's counting uh, forward. Yeah, no. So that's, yeah. that's clearly... Clearly something uh, wrong with him, so uh, maybe he needs to get out and get a drink. I don't know. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> you lush crumb bum. Uh, the Killers Tour rolls into uh, Malahide, Ireland, where they play shows uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Take you down the alley there, go put some saran wrap over your face. <laughs> I will go back to that wall with the three of you. Give me your hot call. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ringo Starr has announced that uh, two members of his all-star band, Edgar Winter and Steve One, Luther. two, three. <laughs> just two, uh, not just three. Two. One, two. Yeah. yeah. Where's two. Billy? <laughs> Steve Lukather. So both Edgar Winter and Steve Lukather have tested uh, positive oh, for COVID. They're supposed to be in Philly this yeah, week. Yeah, they're not going to. No kidding. Yeah, the band has postponed the last 12 gigs of their summer tour. Oh, man, I was going to go. I oh, know. It's, it's, it's a, a good lineup. Great show. Uh, it is so much fun. I'm sorry to hear that, Nick. Uh, according to the announcement, the band was halfway through the 22-show run when Ringo let audiences know on the 7th. Uh, during the second of three sold-out shows at New York's uh, Beacon Theater that Edgar Winter had COVID. Uh, but the All-Stars would play on, however, Steve Lukather. And he's like a really important part of the band, Nick. Like, he's oh, a man. driving force Steve on Steve Lukather's one of the great yeah. guitars, one of the great studio musicians of all time. Yep, so he would be integral. They, they're not going to be able to pull it off without him. Uh, so they said, however, with Lugather testing positive for COVID, the, the force it forces the group to reschedule the remaining 12. But you don't have the courage. And, wow. <laughs> adding them to their September tour and uh, rescheduled dates are still forthcoming. Yeah, they were okay. playing the 19th at the Met, so they'll reschedule it. All right, all right so they're in Atlantic City in uh, on September 24th. Uh, maybe they'll come back to Philly around. You weren't even my favorite Beatle. <laughs> yeah, uh, then you're they... less than a man. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God! Jeez, Frank. Guys in the Beatles for crying out loud! All right, speaking of the Beatles, another story from the Beatles, and we'll wrap music news. Uh, a drum solo. <laughs> John Lennon's former girlfriend May Pang is receiving raves for her new documentary, The Lost Weekend, a love story, which premiered on the 10th at uh, in New York at uh, Tribeca Film Festival. Film which is peppered with Pang's legendary photos of John Lennon during their affairs between 1973 and 75. So a lot of Pang pepperings? Uh, so a lot of Pang pepperings. Uh, spotlight, spotlights the pair's relationship uh, during Lennon and Yoko Ono's 16-month separation. Among those appearing in the dock are photographer Bob Gruen, Apple Records manager Tony King, and solo Beatles drummer of choice Jim Keltner. Frank Rizzo. Uh, Frank Rizzo. Uh, Get away from me. <laughs> Along with uh, Julian Lennon. Uh, so Mae Pang spoke to New York Post about uh, she and Lennon leaving New York in the fall of 1973. As a couple recalling, we went to L.A. together, uh, you know, to start something superficially. And then I fell in love with him. Yoko kept calling, though she said in 74 she wanted a divorce. It was her third marriage. And he had said, I'll be a free man in six months. Pang went on to shed light on the differences between her and Lennon's relationship as opposed to his and Yoko's. She said, Yoko, chain smoker, seven and a half years older than he, understood his needs. But he and I, together, 18 months, our life was different. 
All musicians. George Harrison said, I'm glad she's with you. Keith Richards said, this is like the John I used to see. You don't uh, taste like cigarettes. Uh, she said, <laughs> I made him accessible to friends. We'd go swimming, do Disneyland, take walks together without his entourage. Um, though the word has always been, and they both confirmed it, right, that she was one of the sort of orchestrators of this to kind of... Yeah, yeah, Yoko. Yeah, she kind of gave a little bit of a blessing from what I understand. To sort of keep control on it, right? But she said, she went on to say, last I saw John was 1978. I want to go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> she said he, he had... can a, pan for gold there. She said uh, he had a will done in 79 and was gone in 1980. She said, I can't forget, but you have to let it go. And you can only try to live in the moment. I've attempted to reach out to Yoko, but it didn't work, she said. I'm interested in seeing this. Uh, I'm curious about that that period of uh, of John's. If life. it became sort of happy, you know, yeah, thrilled with life, yeah. She didn't taste like cigarettes. <laughs> I'm going to be a contestant on The Price Is Right. Oh my God, two hundred and forty five dollars. Down at How much for the mana radar range? Contestants row, John Lennon, right down there. <laughs> John Lennon! Come on down, right? Yeah. Right, the um, Hungry Man Dinner. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's picking... $3.20. The actual retail price is... Three dollars and twenty-eight cents. That's close enough, John. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Man, I would pay good money to see John Lennon <laughs> yeah. on The Price is Right. Yes. <laughs> Only if, like, you know, Paul was on there as well yeah, yeah. on, on Contestant's Row. They could all four You're be right. up at the same time. All four of them. Oh, my God. That's a movie yet to be made. Oh, my God. A Zenith color television on a ski <laughs> Paul would be the guy that would win, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd win both showcases yeah, at the end, man. He'd be within a hundred dollars. A Gleason off in the hot tub. <laughs> I like the ski do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god! All right, and then uh, I think we have a piece of audio. Uh, the Rolling Stones played a show, and they dusted off. Speaking of the Beatles, an old one. Uh, the, the Beatles actually. Wrote and gave to the That's Rolling Stones. That's what I thought. I was going to ask you about that yeah. because that was. I always understood this song, which we're going to play the uh, the clip of, was sort of like the Beatles said, "Hey, would you like this?" Yeah. And, and then it came back to them. And I remember uh, an interview from Mick Jagger saying he sat there and he watched John and Paul just construct this song out of nothing. Yeah, and then said, "Here, you guys can have it." And he was like, "That's how you write a song." And a lot of people don't realize they had that. Yeah, relationship. They yeah, were they, did. they were friends. They were close. Yeah, and they uh, and it was like the Stones' second release. It ended up being one of their first hits, and then the Beatles uh, kind of let them have it, and then they did their version of it later on. It's "I Want to Be Your Man." It's a yeah. great song, uh, and uh, Ringo actually sang it. Uh, but um, uh, here's a clip of them playing it live recently, and they haven't played this since. I think I think they brought it up in in like the nineteen. 19- 70s or 80s or a few, they would play it in their list and they and haven't they were played it since In then. Liverpool when they did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. Yeah, so they, they had said something like, here's some is from some uh, local songwriters and they played it. <laughs> 
still uh, still says baby. <laughs> Want to be your lover, baby? Um, I think the, as I recall the story, the Beatles heard that more in the Stones kind of voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, that's cool, though. All right, Nets music news. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll get ready to wrap it up. Letter Day Word of the Week prize. Brent Porsche in for oh. Pierre today. So we will get that from him when we get back. Make sure you stay with us. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Get what you want when you want it. MMR On Demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Smashing Pumpkins bringing us up to the end of our program at 1042, the Preston and Steve Show, on this Monday morning. Enjoyable time today. I mean, how often? You get to have a competitive salad chat. I mean, oh. honestly. <laughs> and that's what we did today. Did we resolve anything? I don't know, but we... Just that salad's great. Yeah. That that non-lettuce salads are pretty awesome, depending on what you like. You know, you can put them in whatever order you want them to go into. Uh, but I do want to thank Mr. Guy Triano for being on the yeah. program this morning. Uh, he is the executive or the regional uh, chief executive officer for the American Red Cross. And just bring this up to speed on... Uh, the event's on the 24th, and the fact that uh, we, we revealed the new President Steve tote bag, I believe, for President Steve tote bag, and uh, a T-shirt. We'll get to that down the road. It's a really cool design that's kind of throwback Phillies-inspired. Uh, and uh, Guy said definitely need, um, you know, the the need is there. Yeah, as you would well imagine. We, that's why we're going big this year, right? I mean, two, yeah, live broadcast? Two locations will be at uh, the Expo Center at Oaks. And then at Live Casino, and the gentleman standing to my left is going to be there, Brent Porsche. Hey! Good morning, gang. Yeah, looking forward to that. That was yeah. fun last year when we did it as well down there live. Yeah. So we're going to, Steve and I will swing by after our broadcast, and I'm not sure what time you're planning on being there. It's not till the 24th, so. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, you and Sarah and Jackie are all going to I think be I'm there. rolling right after my overnight shift. I'll be there like 7 to 8 or something okay. like that that morning to kind of kick it off down there and pass right. the baton to Sarah and Jackie from there. It's nice. on later, too. Like, it, it usually when we used to do it on, uh, we were, had been doing it on a Saturday. It had to mm-hmm. wrap up at least, you know, by around 4 was was, was the deal. They're going later till 7. Yeah, till 7 p.m. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be convenient for a lot of people. By the way, real quick, I also want to reiterate an announcement we made, which is uh, MMR is excited to present. Uh, the Always Sunny podcast live is going to be Sunday, September 18th at the Met, and the cast members will be here. So you've got uh, you got Rob and Charlie and Glenn and probably Caitlin uh, doing this podcast live. So they're going to be talking about episodes, and I'm sure they'll probably chat with the audience at some point. And I gotta believe there's going to be some sort of multimedia component to that I do as too. well. Yep. So uh, tickets are on sale. Uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. And we are going to be giving away tickets this week. And you can go to WMMR.com for complete details, including Thursday's pre-sale 
and another chance to win MMR VIP tickets. So that is on the horizon. Uh, Brent is going to give us a letter, right? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. By the letter S, as in Sleepy Hollow Potato Salad. Oh, there My you go. My jam. I love it. Oh, hell yeah. As soon as I heard Casey mention I'm like, yes, that All is right. the bomb. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I've, I've got to try some of this. All right, so S, and we have dinner for 10 at Nebraska Brazilian steakhouse to celebrate the graduate in your life with 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table and a gourmet salad bar. It is a perfect place for your graduation celebration and private rooms available for parties uh, of 16 or more and info and reservations available at Nabraza. Dot com. I'm sure you got some good stuff planned for I today. I do, man. I'm looking forward to it. So Workforce Blocks today, we're doing the Foo Fighters, also Tool, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Today's cool. the 30th, 39th anniversary of the release of Texas Flood. Oh, wow. So that's going to be cool. So we're going to be doing that up. And uh, I'm in for Pierre just today. He's in the rest of this week. But today and all this week, your chance at tickets to see the stadium tour, which is next weekend down at Pierre's Good Citizens Bank Park with Motley Crue and Def Leppard nice. and Joe Jet and Poison, which should be cool. Of course, we got the coffee break coming up here in just a few minutes. All right. Hang on, gangs. Coming up. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program, it's Tuesday, so Tattoo Tuesday will be giving that away. And speaking of It's Always Sunny, Glenn Howerton hey. will be on the show tomorrow, I'm sure, to talk about that and other things, meaning the podcast. So that's it. We are done. So rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Smashing Pumpkins, bringing us up to the end of our program at 1042, the Preston and Steve Show, on this Monday morning. Enjoyable time today. I mean, how often do you get to have a competitive salad chat? I mean, oh. honestly. <laughs> and that's what we did today. Did we resolve anything? I don't know, but we... Just that salad's great. Yeah. That, that non-lettuce salads are pretty awesome. Depending on what you like, you know, you can put them in whatever order you want them to go into. Uh, but I do want to thank Mr. Guy Triano for being on the yeah. program this morning. Uh, he is the executive or the regional uh, chief executive officer for the American Red Cross. And just bring this up to speed on uh, the events on the 24th and the fact that uh, we, we revealed the new President Steve tote bag. I bleed for President Steve tote bag. And uh, a T-shirt, we'll get to that down the road. It's a really cool design that's kind of throwback Phillies uh, inspired. And uh, Guy said definitely need, um, you know, the the need is there. Yeah, as you would well imagine. And that's why we're going big this year, right? I mean, two, yeah, live broadcast? Two locations will be at uh, the Expo Center at Oaks and then at Live Casino. And the gentleman standing to my left is going to be there, Brent Port. Hey! Again. Yeah, looking forward to that. That was yeah. fun last year when we did it as well down there. Live. Yeah, so we're going to, Steve and I will swing by after our broadcast, and I'm not sure what time you're planning on being there. It's not till the 24th, so. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, you and Sarah and Jackie are all going to I think there. I'm rolling right after my overnight shift. I'll be there like 7 to 8 or something okay. like that that morning to kind of kick it off down there and pass right. the baton to Sarah and Jackie from there. It's nice. on later, too. Like, it, it usually when we used to do it on, uh, we had been doing it on a Saturday. It had to mm-hmm. wrap up at least, you know, by around 4 was was, was the deal. They're going later till 7. Yeah, till 7 p.m. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be convenient for a lot of people. By the way, real quick, I also want to reiterate an announcement we made, which is uh, MMR is excited to present. Uh, the Always Sunny podcast live is going to be Sunday, September 18th at the Met. And the cast members will be here. So you've got, uh, you got Rob and Charlie and Glenn and probably Caitlin, uh, doing this 
podcast live, so they're going to be talking about episodes, and I'm sure they'll probably chat with the audience at some point. And i got to believe there's going to be some sort of multimedia component to that I do as too. well. Yep. So uh, tickets are on sale uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster, and we are going to be giving away tickets this week. And you can go to WMMR.com for complete details, including Thursday's pre-sale and another chance to win MMR VIP tickets. So that is on the horizon. Uh, Brent is going to give us a letter, right? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. By the letter S, as in Sleepy Hollow Potato Salad. Oh, there My you go. My jam. I love it. Oh, hell yeah. As soon as I heard Casey mention I'm like, yes, that All is right. the bomb. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I've, I've got to try some of this. All right, so S, and we have dinner for 10 at Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse to celebrate the graduate in your life with 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table and a gourmet salad bar. It is the perfect place for your graduation celebration and private rooms available for parties uh, of 16 or more and info and reservations available at Nebraska. Dot com. I'm sure you got some good stuff planned for I today. I do, man. I'm looking forward to it. So Workforce Blocks today, we're doing the Foo Fighters, also Tool, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Today's cool. the 30th, 39th anniversary of the release of Texas Flood. Oh, wow. So that's going to be cool. So we're going to be doing that up. And uh, I'm in for Pierre just today. He's in the rest of this week. But today and all this week, your chance at tickets to see the stadium tour, which is next weekend down at Pierre's Good Citizens Bank Park with Motley Crue and Def Leppard nice. and Jet and Poison, which should be cool. Of course, we got the coffee break coming up here in just a few minutes. All right. Hang on, gangs. Coming up. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program, it's Tuesday, so Tattoo Tuesday will be giving that away. And speaking of It's Always Sunny, Glenn Howerton hey. will be on the show tomorrow, I'm sure, to talk about that and other things, meaning the podcast. So that's it. We are done. So rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.